Welcome to Betamax Rewind, the only podcast whose movie selections seem problematic right until Bill Cosby walks in and says, hold my beer. Here are two guys that always get seconds at the dick buffet. I hear they bring doggy bags, too. Matt and Doug. A little bit of a different voice leading us in this time. <laughs> Who is that? That is actually a professional voiceover artist. Okay. Uh, I want to actually send out a big thanks to... I want to make sure I get this name right. Cat Got Style on Reddit for jumping okay. in and doing the intro this week because, oddly enough, our regular intro person was not available because of the content of it. Oh, really? Yes. So uh, I'm Matt. How you doing, Doug? I'm 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 good. So she didn't want to do any. She didn't want to read anything about the Dick Buffet. I think it was more the Cosby thing was oh, really? really the the bigger issue of them. Okay. And uh, so you could hear that. That's good. I didn't do the sound check on the soundboard. So you'll hear this in, in you'll hear it right now because before we get into housekeeping, I, let, let's just go here. The tradition of Festivus begins with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now you're going to hear about it. So, so let's just air, let's just clear the air, dog. <laughs> okay. So last week, um, if for anybody that listened to the fan podcast, you will notice that there was some issues. Uh, first of all, the audio quality was not great. And the reason for that is I actually record the podcast twice. I record it once off of the board, and I record it once the old-fashioned way. And I had forgotten to press record on the old-fashioned way. And the board, when I went to transfer the podcast, the, the file got corrupted, so I had nothing. And then I realized that I was missing the first three minutes or so of the podcast. So rather than interrupt Doug and ask him, which, like, hey, we, we got to redo this. I would have been completely fine with. Instead, I, I figured it would be fun and funny to recreate it with me playing both me and Doug. Yes. And and Doug took offense at this. I was I was fairly insulted because you made me sound like I was a little bit retarded. Like I needed to wear a helmet when I left the house. Okay, 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 okay. That's you know, and you you missed some of the stuff. And part of the reason why I felt insulted was I was like, is this what he really thinks of me? <laughs> and I I felt bad. And this actually will come up in my question at the tail end of this podcast. But I felt bad, but I wasn't done listening to the podcast when I started getting this, these text messages from you. And by the time I was finished listening to the podcast, I no longer felt bad. And the reason I no longer felt bad is because of this. Yeah. I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to finish watching you too. Yeah. So fuck off, Tom. Okay. okay. First of all, First of all, the whole OCD thing, I don't buy it. I don't buy that you have OCD because I've I've been with you in the woods for like four days straight and I know for a fact that you don't you're not washing your hands after you poop. OCD is not necessarily about yeah. it, it it can it can form itself around different things. Uh-huh. One of the things that you'll notice is I am always checking my steps because that ten thousand step goal, yes. which is completely arbitrary is something I need to hit, which is one of the reasons why I will disappear. Well, one of the reasons why I will disappear for big right. chunks of time because I'm going on a walk so I can get yeah. my steps. And the other reason is to go jerk off in the woods. Okay, so, all right, so are we done airing that grievance? I forgave yes. you. I, I listened to it a second of time, and I'm like, okay, he wasn't trying to be mean, but it's still a little insulting. But 
Uh, but th- let's go back then to, you know, two weeks ago where I instructed you should go to the Buffet of Dicks. And then uh, Wife of Shojen did not care for my choice of movies. And, and she said some things using you as a surrogate uh, that hurt my feelings. So I told her that she should attend the Buffet of Dicks. And I felt kind of bad. Um, so I, I made a statement. And here's my lawyer reading that statement. My dearest Jennifer, it has come to my attention that my action of requesting that you twice attend a penis buffet could be seen as offensive and hurtful. I never intended to invoke those feelings. I want you to understand that I was merely trying to be funny. Though I can see now that it may appear that I was being a giant a-hole. Please accept my sincerest apology. Moving forward, I will attempt to not request that you attend a penis buffet. That said, I would very much appreciate it if you could forgive me. Sincerely, your friend, Douglas. Yeah, that doesn't really sound too sincere. <laughs> well, you know, apologies. They're merely a guideline. Kind of like Parley in the, the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Um, but, you know, I went and I read through the Betamax Rewind with Matt and Doug handbook uh, for all participants. And on page 37, section C, subparagraph 3, it clearly states that you may be called a dick, asked to suck a dick, or eat a dick. Uh, going to the dick buffet qualifies. But in all seriousness, that's a joke. We really don't have a handbook. Um, you know, the way that guys show affection is by saying shit like that. By calling each other gay, or suck my dick, or don't be a pussy. That That's a way that, that gentlemen show affection. <laughs> I don't know Correct? if gentlemen is the right, right well, word. Okay, all right. And I merely see Wife of Shojen as one of the guys in this show. An extension so, of the podcast. Correct. Correct. So, so it was it, it was nothing personally. I mean, just go to the dick buffet, enjoy yourself. That's what that's what women do anyway. As as I'm you know, just trying to reconcile how I feel about these hurt butt hurt text messages <laughs> I, I received from you. I was thinking about the bedrock of 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 this podcast. This podcast is built on the ability to basically bust each other's balls for two, right. three hours every week. And, Correct. And you, you take that away. There's not a lot left except family guy clips. Correct. Correct. So, okay. okay. Can we get it's, into housekeeping now? It's, it's time to get into housekeeping. Yes. And now, and I'm assuming it's you can time hear that. for podcast. Yes. Housekeeping. Okay. All right. So I missed a clip from last week. Um, when, uh, oh, what the fuck was her name? Linda Ross? Catherine Ross? Sally. Who did Lord? Sally Ross was getting attacked by... Marion Ross? Doug. By Marion Ross. And the Fonzie comes in, hey! <laughs> you know, he was banging her, I think. That's what they say. Just kind of like Greg Brady was banging Mrs. Brady. Yeah, well, that's confirmed. Okay. Anyway. Um, I thought, you know, while she was getting attacked by him, she should have gone to the Rafi School of Defense. Guess what gift you don't want for Christmas this year? A non-consensual dick in your pussy, right? All of us, let's just close our eyes. Why would you close your eyes? Do you know me? P-Y-H. Protect your holes, okay? Boom. You just got to your car and a man shows up with these. What are they? Nunchucks. No, they are two dildos connected by a chain. And guess what, ladies? They're ribbed for your pleasure. Oh, okay? God. You think you're up against some sort of martial arts kung fu expert? 
But what you don't know is he has designs to put both of these inside of you. Boop, 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 boop. Take it out, put it in your mouth a little bit. Yaggity, 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 yaggity. Is that the crawl show? No, that's, yeah, that's, that's, um, no, that's, um, the league. Okay, it it is crawl, though. Yes. I recognize the voice. Yeah, the league is one of those things I've been told that I should watch, but it just seems like a huge commitment. Oh, it's great. It's definitely worth it, especially the episodes with Rafi and Dirty Randy. And one of the guys in that show, I, I'm pretty sure he has been canceled because he said that he was in one of the World Trade Center towers on 9-11. Okay, I, I, know, com- I know what you're talking about, yeah. And it was a complete fucking lie. Yeah, the guy who plays Rafi is actually on one of the podcasts I listen to because that's Jason Manzukis, I believe. I think that's his name. He's a funny guy. Yeah, he's on um, He's on a, on a sh- podcast called how did this get made which is oddly enough about movies so okay all right but one of the things i've noticed what do you think if you had to guess the thing that you say most often when we are talking about what's going on when we're in the what's going on segment, what is it that you say most what is the most repetitious thing you say uh it's a toss-up between scouts pest control and pooping no it's this that's all I've got. It's it was it's you know work 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 work. Hello, boys. Have a good night's rest. I missed you. Sorry. Is that is that is that uh, who the fuck is that? Smell Mel, Mel Brooks. Blazing Saddles. Okay. All right. And at the end, he buries his face in a woman's chest. Correct. All right. Um, last week we talked about my dislike of musicals, and you're like, "What would you consider a musical?" Uh, uh, and then you started rattling off all these musicals, and I'm like, no, that's not a musical. No, that's not a musical. But some of the musicals that I came up with, uh, Wizard of Oz, which I kind of like, um, Sound of Music, which I kind of like. It's got um, Nazis, sure. Yes. Never seen My Fair Lady, or Chicago, or Phantom of the Opera, or Les Miserables. Um, West Side Story, I've never seen that. But most of the musicals that you see on the big screen are adapted from Broadway shows. Correct. So, uh, with the exception of the, the two that I like. <laughs> okay. So last week you had talked about, um, older music and there was two songs in there and you asked me to identify which one was Donna Summer and which one was Diana Ross. Yes. And Donna Ross did indeed sing hot stuff. I was correct about that. However, okay. she is not part of the Pointer Sisters. <laughs> no, she's not part of the Pointer Sisters. And the other song, um, I'm Coming Out, is not only Doug's anthem, but is also sung by Diana Ross. So I had I was half I was right but wrong at the same time. Well the Pointer Sisters would I'm assuming have all the last name of Pointer. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> yeah, I, I did. Well find who was that part up. of the who was part of the Supremes? Was that Diana Ross? Yes, that's Diana Ross. The Supremes. Okay. Yeah. Um, we talked about when Doug was getting his cock sucked by the dude that he picked up in the gay bar that, Hey, you know, he, Doug cut his throat and was this guy kind of gagging when Doug's dick was in his mouth? What happened there? And I mentioned, Oh, it's kind of like Jabba's tongue coming out.
probably a little bit longer with, than it needed to be. <laughs> with the exception that that last three or four seconds, if you took away the music, would you have been able to identify what that was? Yes. Okay. Because of the chain. Okay. All right. And, and but that actually brings up a great point, and it wasn't for th- for that part of the podcast last week because I think Jabba is enough out there that a, a good percentage, even people that are not Star Wars fans, are going to be familiar with that just from the context of how it was said. But I realize that there are times when we talk about things and we actually go back and forth on them and blow by them without ever actually explaining what it is we're talking about. And no, that never happens. <laughs> but here, here's a perfect example from last week on that. Yeah. Do you think the little kinder kids spilled out all over the pool? <laughs> it's probably a, you know, a license plate. <laughs> and Came up from the Gulf Shore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's from Jaws. Huh? Fellas, let's be reasonable, huh? This is not the time or the place to perform some kind of a half-assed autopsy on a fish. And I am not going to stand here and see that thing cut open and see that little Kittner boy spill out all over the dock. So, I don't know if you know this or not. I'm, I'm assuming you've probably seen Deep Blue Sea. Uh, is that the one where uh, the sharks got smarter? Yes. Okay. The three sharks in that movie are killed in the same way the sharks in Jaws, Jaws 2, and Jaws 3 are, in the exact same order. Oh, no shit. And they also have a point where they pull a a license plate out of one of the sharks, and it is the same license plate from Jaws. Really? Yes. Is that a Matt lie? No. (laughs) Look it up. That's absolutely true. Okay. All right. You can look it up. It's science. It's on the internet. Uh, It has to be true. Yes. Um, you said not great, Bob. And what did you think that was from? Uh, I thought it was from Office Space. No, it's it's from it's from Mad Men. How are you? Not great, Bob. But that's in an elevator. Yeah, one of the things that that actually made me think of because you were talking about that in context of how our listenership is, but I actually did a little bit of number crunching today as I was waiting for you to be ready to do the podcast and. As of halfway through the Conan the Barbarian podcast, if you were to start listening to the podcast and not stop until you were done, it would take you now over a week. Wow, that's a lot of content. Yeah, and there's probably at least three, four hours of good content in there. Sure. It's a lot of time that I have not spent with my wife and children. (laughs) Yeah, same for me. I have not spent that with your wife and children either. So Okay. That's all I've got for housekeeping. Okay, I got a couple more things. Um, I have multiple times talked about Jen's uh, propensity to love everybody and mm-hmm. how that's just not my thing. And it kind of reminded me of this. Listen, buddy, we're just looking out for yeah, you. We want you to be happy. And I may only have a couple beers in me, but I love you, man. <laughs> I'm still on my first. I... <laughs> I just think you're nice. <laughs> You know what that's from? Well, that's from Friends. Yeah, it's from the last episode of season one of Friends. Uh, it's actually called The One Where Rachel Finds Out. So, Okay. Right before Ross goes to China. And yes. uh, I actually screwed up when I said something about um, somebody usually forgets in last week's podcast, and I misattributed it to the wrong character in Fletch, but that's neither here nor there. I talked about the scene in The Fan where the, the call was supposed to be coming from within the house. And I said that was from a horror movie that was actually remade called When a Stranger Calls. 
And this is probably the most famous clip from that. Leave me alone! Jill, this is Sergeant Sacker. Listen to me. You trace the call. It's coming from inside the house. A squad car's on the way over there right now. Just get out of that house. Is that... Is that... Is that an Alfred, Alfred Hitchcock film? No, it's not. Okay. I can see where you'd think that. So that is all I have for uh, housekeeping. And now I actually want to introduce a new segment before we get oh. into what's going on. Uh-oh. Welcome to Court Talk with Matt and Doug. Discussing this week's most pressing legal matters. Shut up. You're not a lawyer. You mentioned in the, in the open, so I figured it would come up at some point or not. There was a massive miscarriage of justice that happened this week, and it is not what you're thinking of. It's, it's not Bill Cosby? No, it is not Bill Cosby. Um, and I'll get into Bill Cosby's thing in just a minute. Do you have any idea what the massive miscarriage of justice was this week? Uh, would this be Elizabeth Hurley's son losing out on his $250 million estate from nope. his father who killed himself nope didn't even know about that at all i just literally just read about it before i came on the podcast nope that's not it do you know who allison <laughs> mack is name sounds vaguely familiar she was on smallville okay oh was she like part of the sex yes cult? yes that, okay. that's exactly it it's and i had talked about this a long time ago i watched a couple documentaries on the nexium sex cult mm-hmm. and i talked about how when i lose my current job that's what i want to do is i want to start my own sex cult but she was actually sentenced this week. She was sentenced uh, the same day that Bill Cosby was actually released from prison, which we'll get to in just a minute. And she was sentenced to three years in prison. Okay. She was guilty of, or she was involved with just about everything exactly the same as the guy who was in charge of the whole cult. She was like the second in command. Mm-hmm. He got 120 years. And she only got three. Right. Well, she obviously has a better lawyer than he does. Oh, no. She she flipped at the very last second be- oh, okay. because she realized, yeah, this is not going away. And so she flipped probably a day or two before the end of his trial and changed her, her plea from not guilty to guilty to massively reduced charges and turned mm-hmm. over some assets. But that's the difference between three years in prison, which it's federal, so she has to serve... I think 28 months before she can get out and he got 120 years, which means he will never ever get out right. again. Yes. So the Bill Cosby thing, tell me what you know about the Bill Cosby not legal a lot, situation. Not a lot. The only thing that I kind of heard was that he, he, they were told they were, he was, they were going to make a deal or they were going to do something and that never happened. So, so he, he got out on that technicality. He was, um, he was, part of a a civil lawsuit against him in 2005. And and you have to stick with me for just a second here because it gets a little confusing. There are three DAs that are involved in this. There's DA number one, who was the one that was the DA in Pennsylvania when Cosby had this civil lawsuit. In this civil lawsuit, there was the civil part and there was the criminal part the DA realized there was not enough evidence to charge Cosby. And he said, if Cosby will give a deposition in the civil suit, he will waive the right to prosecute him for that crime. Okay. Okay. So 
He had a deposition. There was a legal settlement. It was several million dollars. Fast forward 10 years. The DA who followed that DA that agreed not to prosecute him was running for judge. Another DA in the, the second DA actually was worked for the first DA. The third DA also worked for the first DA. So they all worked together. They were all working in the DA's office when the original agreement happened in 2005. In 2015, the second DA said that she was going to charge Cosby. The first DA, who is now no longer the DA, sent her a letter that said, hey, you cannot do this. He has an agreement with us. She did it anyway. She left office and became a judge. And the third DA came in, and he's the one who actually prosecuted it. And so you have what is called your Fifth Amendment rights, which is the, the right to not testify against yourself. Right. And Cosby's lawyers argued correctly that Cosby's Fifth Amendment rights were stripped away when he agreed to the to the deal with the first prosecutor to testify or to give a deposition so he was he no longer had a fifth amendment right to basically not testify against himself the only evidence that was not circumstantial or hearsay in the 2015 trial was that deposition he was convicted based on what he said in that deposition which should not have been allowed which is why okay. it was thrown out okay and it's it's shitty because, okay, yeah, he, he did these bad things, but that does not change the legality of it. He still has rights no matter what he did. Sure. So that that's all and, I got about and, that. And a pile of money to keep on paying a huge team of lawyers to figure this shit out. Right. But the weird part is, and I don't think it'll come to this, Cosby actually has a right to sue. And according to the uh, Pennsylvania State Supreme Court, he is actually owed money for the fact that he went to jail for this. Okay. How, how what was he in for two years? Three years. About three years. Three years. Okay. So, and he doesn't have much time left, but still, no. that's kind of where it is. So let's get back to some, I guess, happier things. Yes. What have you been up to? I want you to Your week, you go first. Okay, so I was parked on the side of the road getting ready to <clears throat> work, 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 and an Apple car went by with the big camera up on top. So as it drove by, because it was, I, I was in Brookfield and I saw this car multiple times as I was my travels through Brookfield throughout the course of the day servicing customers. But I was just sitting there, so as it drove by, I gave it a thumbs up. And later on in the day, I'm like, "Fuck, man." I should have given it a pressed gobbler. <laughs> well, it, it has a chance of actually making it into probably Apple Maps or whatever it is by giving it a thumbs up. The pressed gobbler is probably not going to make it into the final okay. cut. And the only time that, you know, the, do you know where I, I first heard about what a pressed gobbler is? I'm assuming it was from me. <laughs> we were driving south from your house to the location of your wedding. Okay. So you're with Wilson? And you. You were in the front seat. And oh, oh dude, from here. I thought you meant from up your place. Okay, yeah, I got it. Yeah, no, no, from from your house in Ohio. 
And there's another dude that had his girlfriend at the time, now wife. Sure. And we passed him. And you're like, first you gave him a pressed ham <laughs> <laughs> up against the window. Thankfully, she was sleeping. And then you gave him a pressed gobbler. Would, would you like to tell everybody what a pressed gobbler is? <laughs> That's when you, you, you smash your, your dick and testicles against the window. Right, right. And I'm pretty sure, <clears throat> actually, I'm, I'm positive that I, I never cleaned that window before uh, I drove back from Ohio to Wisconsin. And Wilson sat in that seat next to your ball sweat. Oh, did, was he sleeping against the window? <laughs> no, I don't think so. But he was, you know, close proximity to it. The, the entire ride home. That happened. So the the guy that you mentioned that was driving separately with his then girlfriend, now wife. Mm-hmm. I think it was the last time I saw him. We did a three football game trip. A bunch of us. We went to the Kettle Marine game on Friday, the Badger game on Saturday, and in the Packer game on Sunday. And we were obviously riding in separate cars because there are several of us, but we are all parked at the same place. And this is when we were going from madison up to green bay and we got back to the cars first myself and whomever else was with me and for for some reason and i don't know why other than i probably had been drinking i decided that it was a a great idea for somebody to take my picture with like my bare ass on the hood of his car okay and it was dusty so you you could clearly make out like (laughs) the cheeks and the sack and it was like that two days later as well Nice. Yeah. Nice. Probably had some oil on there that it didn't wash away easily. Um, it could be. You know, I try okay. to keep well-groomed, but what can you do? Sure. So I had a, a couple of I'm a bad parent experiences this week, and, and they weren't so much things that were bad that happened so much as questions that were raised that show me that I might have missed a step or two that I should have provided in my kids upbringing mm-hmm. the first one was on i think it was thursday my my youngest was out cutting the grass and he comes and he gets me and it's like hey the lawnmower just stopped okay what do you mean so it just stopped and it won't restart did did you check if there's gas in it well i don't know how to do that <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh... I i don't even bother going to the the lawnmower i at first, I just go into the garage, I get the can of gas, I walk out there, and, you know, bone dry. Just bone okay. dry. Mm-hmm. So that was the first one. And the second one is my oldest son is going to college. And Jen is all about making sure that he has this and that and the other thing and all the things you need to have for your, your room when you're in college. I do not remember going through any of this stuff with my parents. It doesn't necessarily mean that they didn't, but I just think that a lot of this stuff was incumbent on on me. I was the one who was responsible to make sure that I had a pillow and shampoo and whatever other things. But going to college nowadays, one of the things that you need is you need a laptop, and the laptop has to have certain specs depending on what your major is. Mm -hmm. So I got him a laptop, and it got delivered, and I told him, set it up, make sure it works, and then if there's anything you need installed on it software-wise, just let me know. And he takes it out of the box, and there's, like, the power cord. And you know how you have the power cord, and the end of the power cord plugs into the brick, and then the brick plugs into the actual laptop itself? hmm He takes out the power cord. He's like, okay, here's the power cord. What's this other thing? It's like, well, that's the thing you plug into the power cord. It's like, why does it have to be plugged in? It's a laptop. It has a battery. And I, I, just, I couldn't understand what, his, what, he, what he meant 
because I didn't understand how you could not understand that it actually needed to be plugged in sometimes in order to charge the battery. Apparently, he thought that it was like a perpetual motion or a battery that's made from like nuclear energy that will never or, die. <laughs> like, a, or a couple of nine volts that, you know, after, after, you know, use this, not this laptop for about six months. I think it's time to change out the nine volts. <laughs> yeah. So, no. So I, I just, I don't understand how they have been able to get to this stage of their life without knowing some of these things. And I think that's probably my fault. You can't do everything though. I mean, it's it, part of, part of growing up and, and becoming an adult is making mistakes and doing stupid shit and learning from those mistakes. I mean, that probably, you know, one of the best things that a man can do in his life is to fail. Oh yeah, and absolutely. Then pull, and then pull themselves back up and say, okay, I fucked up. I failed. Now let's figure it out. And so I don't do that again. So. Kids are stupid, man. All kids, all kids are stupid. I mean, it's just ingrained in them. So don't don't beat yourself up. All right, I got one more thing. Okay. Um, so I, I don't know if I should have brought this up in housekeeping, but I was at a customer's house uh, the other day. Work, work, work. And as I was leaving, she's like, love you, hun. And gave me a kiss kind of from like a couple feet away. Didn't actually kiss me, but, it, you know, She's kind of one of those ladies that in a couple of years she'll be like grandma who's like, come give me a kiss. That's what she looks like. <laughs> she has the, like the, the cigarette voice? No, she doesn't have the cigarette voice, but she's got, you know, the fake eyebrow, the penciled in eyebrows yep. okay. and the very thinning hair and, you know, jowls and very wrinkly. Very nice lady. But I found that weird, especially after you brought it up. Um, and then I was thinking about it. I'm like, hold on a second. I've got another customer that does something weird like that. And so I went to our text thread because that's the way I communicate with her. And I'll send her a text every other month. Hey, Charlene or Sharon or whatever her name is. Uh, I'm coming out to do your pest control on such and such a date. And she's always like, she, her response is, oh, my gosh, I'm so happy. And she, and she puts the winking kiss emoji with the heart coming out of the mouth. Does she, she then put the eggplant and the peach on there as well? What's the eggplant and the peach? Well, the eggplant is a penis. Okay. And, and oh, the, and the peach is, peach yeah. is a vagina? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm going to have to go back and check now. <laughs> I was um, I was doing a, a charity comedy show. This was This was a long time ago. I mean, this was probably 15 years ago. I was doing this this charity comedy show. It was a fundraiser for somebody who died. And... It was at like a local place, which obviously it would be a local place because I, you know, I'm not that traveling comedian guy. And the widow came up to me. It was either during a break or between sets or after, I don't remember what it was, but the widow came up to me and she gives me this hug, this really long, uncomfortable hug. And she said, I was hoping so much that you, you were going to be here. My husband loved you. And it's like, how the fuck did he even know who I was? I mean, I ha it's not like I'm a, that well known. I mean, in the Columbus area, sure, you see the same comics, whatever. But it was just weird, surreal. She was looking for a program, man. She's lonely. <sighs> yeah, uh, you, you seemed like an e you seemed like an easy mark. Well, I had a drunk woman corner me at the Funny Bone one night, and it was like weird. Just like she backed me into a corner, and she was being a close talker. And I don't think she was being a close talker because she was a close talker. And it was, it's like comedy groupies are weird because comedians don't make dick for money. 
and we, mm-hmm. we're all fucked up. So why would you want that? I don't know. But kind of along the same lines, uh, I was having a conversation with my boss. And I have two bosses because I have a boss for the company that I work at. And I have a boss, the company that actually pays me. Because I'm a consultant, which basically means I'm a hired gun. I get hired out to different companies to do whatever, you know, transponsoring. And he was introducing me to somebody new. My boss at the company where I work was introducing me to somebody new. And, you know, just small talk, chit-chat, blah, 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 blah. And he started talking about my comedy. And that makes me so uncomfortable when people at work talk about it because I completely separate those things. And, oh, you do comedy? I'm like, oh, you know, I've done it a couple times. It's not a big deal. Oh, is there anything online? I'm like, ah, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> you know, you don't need that. You're not any respect you might have for me completely out the window if, if you hear that. So that's, it, you know, those hobby things colliding with your work is it's just like if you are at the BDSM club and you run into like somebody that's in your work group, it's weird. Sure. So, sure. That's all I got. Um, so today we uh, drove up to my dad's cabin, kind of kind of central Wisconsin, maybe, maybe a little bit south of that, uh, but it's about an hour and 45 minutes, and he lives on a really nice lake, and that's, some of those more secluded lakes are nice because you know, some of the bigger lakes around here, it's, on a weekend like this, it's the Wild West. You are literally taking your life into your own hands when you go out on a boat and are doing tubing or anything on one of these bigger lakes where I live. His lake, like I said, secluded, not too many boats, it's quiet, and you start getting the inkling like, hmm, I like this life. I would like a lake house. That would be nice. And, you know, I've, I've mentioned several times in this podcast that we got a pop-up camper, and we have just scratched the surface of pop-up camping life. I like it. If you get a lake house like that, first of all, to get a piece of shit, it's going to cost you an excess of six hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, right? it's not cheap. Property taxes are going to be fifteen grand, and then you've got to use it. You don't want something that's like three or four hours away. Ideally, you know, anywhere from an hour to an hour and forty-five minutes, like my dad's cabin. Ideal because you still kind of feel like you're getting away, um, and you're also you've kind of removed yourself from suburbia. Suburbia. You're kind of tucked in the middle of nowhere. So that's kind of the problem. I would like something like that, but I don't want to have something like that. And and I started looking at places, a couple of the places that were for sale. And yeah, they were all, you know, in the range of five to one, 500,000 to $1.1 million on this lake. And he's got a very, he's got a nice house. He's done a lot to it. It was a piece of shit when he got it. And it's amazing. It's one of the nicer places on the lake now with a lot of frontage. And we just don't, we don't use it as much as we should. He's all, he's just like, hey, even if we're not here, come up and use the place. Use it, come up and use the place. So that's not um, his primary residence. It is not his primary residence. Okay. No, but in the summer, they're there almost every weekend. Yeah. Okay, so I got two, two things off of that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one, so you think when nobody else is around, Dick's just out there in, in socks and a wife beater? vacuuming yeah oh yeah <laughs> sleeping I'm sure. the porch i am sh- maybe maybe not the porch but definitely inside you know you know working that that way all right so the other thing is i actually have looked into the possibility of buying an island okay and you know, 
there are some, I think there, last time I checked, and this was several months ago, there was a handful of islands that were available in Wisconsin that you could buy. And one of them was not that far from where you are. And it was not expensive. It was probably 200 grand. And it had, I, uh, it had a building on it. It's just on Pewaukee Lake. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm familiar with that island. The problem with owning that island is everybody and their uncle parks around that island because it's sandy for hundreds of feet out from that island. So people anchor their boat 10, 15 feet away from the island and just hang out there all day. Okay. I mean, like 50 or 60 boats at a time. Fuck that. Yeah, I, you know, I, I've looked at it and I've looked at a couple different places and a lot of it depends on how, how things shake out in the next 10, 15 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll see. And a lot of it is, you know, what would Jen agree to and all, all that kind of things so that'll never happen. Cause I've, I've yeah. talked about wanting, you know, a piece of property somewhere and it, no, that's never going to happen. So yeah, it's, it's, I, it's a debate that I have internally of would I rather have a, a decent cottage? I don't need a big monster fucking house, but just something with, you know, two bedrooms and a bathroom and a kitchen and a living room and a nice deck and, you know, 50 or 60 feet of frontage with a pier and a boat. Or would I want 15 or 20 acres with a decent cabin with some different topography, maybe a creek running through it? I would like both of those things, but then, again, it requires having to go use those things, maintain them, work at them, pay all the different fees and insurance and taxes that go along with it. But, yeah, I don't know. I it's I couldn't tell you which one I would uh, value more. Yeah, I, I, I think that... When I was actually discussing this with the the family, because I have my family over here for our Fourth of July stuff today, because both my kids work tomorrow, and we were everyone was asking when we were going to do the podcast. It's like, well, Doug's at Dick's cabin, and my mom, where's that? I'm like, I don't know, and and my mom just started naming cities in Wisconsin, and I said, <laughs> you can keep naming things. I don't know where it is. You you could say the exact place it is, and I don't know. <laughs> you could make up towns and I'd be like, yeah, maybe that's it. <laughs> and I thought it was his primary residence. I didn't realize that because I know he's retired, obviously. I, I Yeah. Yeah. No, he's got that place. Um, he's got an 18 acre estate with a big ass log cabin on a big pond and a big barn. Uh, and then he's got his condo in Florida. See, that's that's the one I was thinking of, I, I think. Okay. The the second one that you mentioned because and that, okay. I, that's what I thought you were talking about. I didn't realize uh, th- th- it was actually that, a different place. That one that one is close by. That one's twenty minutes away from our house. Yeah, which is the thing that I didn't understand of why you said it was going to take you ninety minutes. Okay, so. right. okay. we but, walked. Okay, we walked that. <laughs> okay, but now I'm done. Okay, I am done as well, and I am thirsty. No, it's not. Oh time no! For God thirsty. damn it! <laughs> All right. Not sure if you're going to get it or not. <laughs> got to keep my streak going. And you'll probably kick yourself when you find out what it's from. I got so many hard ones right when we first started doing this. And yeah. then I've, I've whiffed on so many, you know, just easy ones that have been out there. Yes. Okay. Hopefully I have it wired up. So let's see.
I know what it is, but I can't think of it. What? Oh, well, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, I, I recognize it. You recognize it? Yes. Okay, it's it's from a movie that you thought I was going to do this week. And you brought it up last week. Play the reveal. Mister, you hear? That is the sound of ultimate suffering. My heart made that sound when Ruger slaughtered my father. The man in black makes it now. The man in black? Still don't know what it is. <laughs> the Princess Bride. Oh, okay. I've only That's seen that once. On, he's on the torture wheel. Oh, okay. And, and the main bad guy comes down and he, he knocks it all the way up to 50. And the, the other guy is like, the guy with six fingers on his hand, he's like, not the 50! <laughs> no, like I said, I've seen that movie once. It's one of those oh. movies that everybody loves, but I've just seen it once. Okay, it's a good movie. At least I've it, seen it, I guess. Yes, all right. All right now, okay. Thirsty. Now, okay. What you drinking? What you drinking? Of course, of course, you had to pick a, a short song, a short drinking song. I don't pick it; it's random. I know, I know, I know. As soon as I heard it, I'm like, I ain't gonna make it back. <laughs> <laughs> and I grabbed something that I really don't feel like drinking. So, all right. Oh, in my week, yeah, yes. your week. You okay, okay. I'm drinking a uh, raised grain brewing company Mellow Rillo Session Hazy IPA. Oh, I don't like these hazies. Joey likes them. And I, I always refer to him as, are you going to drink one of your gay hazies? <laughs> nice. Yeah, who did the lawyer voice? Was that yours just pitched down? Was that your voice? No, just no, that was, that, was, that was my lawyer, Ted Bittacockoff. <laughs> um, and it's a session IPA too, which means it's real low octane. So I'd have to drink like six of these to get one good IPA alcohol content. It's okay. It's so it's I'm not going to complain. Okay. It's all right. I I have a actually for the next several weeks I have my my new drinks lined up so I don't have to worry about new ones because I've been trying to do something different every week and when you're a year 60 some podcasts in it's tough to come up with something different every week. What is this is this podcast 65? Uh this is podcast I can actually tell you. Hold on one I second. I think it is 65. It's yeah, I, I believe you are correct. Yeah, just, you know, last week it seemed like we were on Podcast 64. <laughs> nice. But I am drinking a Chi-Chi's Long Island iced tea. <laughs> oh, Chi-Chi's like Chi-Chi's the Mexican restaurant? Yes. Really? Yep. I only thought they made chips. And this is a dollar is really? at the gas station. <laughs> is it really for Chi-Chi's the restaurant? Well, it's the same logo, so yeah. You're going to have to take a picture of that and send it to me, because okay. I don't believe you. <laughs> Why would I lie about that? So, I don't, because you lie about everything else. All right. All right, all right. Oof. Thank God it's small. It's got a little okay. kick to it. Um, it's a Chi-Chi. What is it? What is it again? Chi-Chi's what? Long Island iced tea. Oh, okay. All right. And it's a dollar? It's a dollar, yes. Oh, man. It, it's like one of those wines for one. Okay. Uh, but I, I have seven different things here, so that's not uh. a problem. But before we get into the movie proper, uh, there is one thing that I want to talk about is... And I could have brought this up earlier. As I said, I actually, I went out on, I, I belong to a couple groups that are like podcast support or help groups, whatever. Mm -hmm. And that's how I 
did guest spots on a couple different podcasts. And when I realized I did not have a person to actually do the voiceover, I went on there and said, Hey, I need, is this anybody with a female voice? And then I, by the way, got taken to task for using the word female. I don't know what the fuck that means, but apparently that's offensive. Don't know why. Okay. But I got a couple of responses back and the lady that did it just turned it around like immediately. Nice. And, and she said that I sent her a link to the podcast and she said, I listened to a couple of the opens that you have so I could get a feel with how it sounds, which is why it sounded great besides just the voice. It sounded great. But she mm-hmm. said she was going to listen to a couple of the podcasts because she's an 80s movie fan. And I okay. said, you know, it, it's tough to tell you a good one to go with because 60 some podcasts in, we have a lot of history now that gets referred to. Um, and then, you know, segments have changed, whatever, but in doing so in not just with, with her and with some other people that have asked me, it's like, well, if I wanted to start with a podcast, cause lawn chair had said something about, Hey, I'm going on this trip with these people. What would be a good podcast to like introduce them to it? That mm-hmm. where, where it actually makes sense to them. And I said, top gun or tango and cash. And I have listened to top gun. Um, okay. It's pretty good. I actually just last night was listening to uh, Tango and Cash. And I got about halfway through it, and it, it, I'm not that drunk yet with the <laughs> with that point in, in Tango and Cash. <laughs> but with Tango and Cash, that that was the first time I actually did an original song for the bed. Okay. And just had, the, I, had, I, had I done an original? Oh yeah, you've done a bunch of them. Okay. But just the absolute joy that you had <laughs> with the fact <laughs> that I had did it. Was it was it was pretty cool just listening okay. to it back. All right, but ready for the movie itself? I am ready for the movie itself. They put cameras in the sorority's house Hoping that they would see some boobies and some hair pie too That is a classy felony but it's okay Cause nerds just gotta get revenge Oh nerds just have to get revenge Lewis Munches on Daddy's box while he's wearing a World War II Nazi helmet. That's sexual assault, but hey, that's okay, cause nerds just gotta get revenge. Oh, nerds just gotta get, that's all they really want. Revenge. They would get locked up in jail so fast, but nerds just gotta get revenge. Oh, nerds just gotta get revenge. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this week we are doing Revenge of the Nerds, released August 10th, 1984. Had a 63% Rotten Tomato critic score and a 73% Rotten Tomato audience score. Filmed on an $8 million budget, it grossed $41 million, spawning three sequels and one TV pilot that never aired. I watched a little bit of it on YouTube. Not good, Bob. Not great, Bob. (laughs) Not great, Bob. (laughs) Directed by Jeff Canoe, best known for Gotcha, 
Tough Guys and Troop Beverly Hills. During his interview for the, direct, the directing job, he was asked what kind of movie he would make with the material that he was given. His answer? One that I wouldn't be embarrassed to have my name on. He was hired on the spot. Starring Robert Carradine as Lewis, best known for having a brother who Michael Hutchins himself. <laughs> Anthony Edwards as Gilbert, best known as playing Dr. Green on ER and Maverick on Top Gun. Timothy Busfield Goose. as... Po I'm sorry, yes, Goose, my bad. Timothy Busfield as Poindexter, best known for dozens of TV shows and one of my favorite baseball movies, Little Big League. Curtis Armstrong as Booger, best known for Moonlighting and recently playing Snot on American Dad. Ted McGinley as Stan, best known as Richie's replacement on Happy Days and as Jefferson on Married with Children. Julie Montgomery as Betty, best known for having great tits and the other Revenge of the Nerd movies except Part 2. Care to guess who else auditioned for that part and almost got it? Phoebe Cates? Nope. Jamie Gertz? which I would have liked to have seen. Okay. Joan Cusack? No. And Sarah Jessica Parker. No. Sarah? <laughs> yeah, that's, what I, that's how I referred to her. Okay. All right. Now it's time for... Welcome back. You've been on this show before. Welcome back. How many times does this make it? Okay. Okay. Five. Close. Okay, what's the answer? Don't don't six. tell me who. Just oh, six. Oh fuck. Okay, I'll tell you the and ones I there, have. There's one that you'll never get. Okay, there's Booger, obviously. Yes. Risky well, business. Yep. It's second. Uh Goose, so from uh -huh. Ma or Maverick from Top Gun, <laughs> right? Julia Montgomery from Up the Creek, correct? Michelle Mayrink from The Outsiders, correct? Donald Gibb Ogre as who's Ogre from Flash Gordon? Was he was not in Flash Gordon? Osric Scard. That's Conan. Oh, Conan. Sorry, Conan. Sorry. So I you went you went to IMDb and looked. No, I just, I, I had this, I had as, as Osric Scard because I knew him from that. And I actually, in linking them, I saw that. That's the only reason oh, okay. I saw that one. So okay. what one am I missing? John Goodman from The Big Easy. We didn't do The Big Easy. Um, no, not The Big Easy. Um, oh, God. Um, Al, what's the Al Pacino movie? Uh, sea of Love. Yeah. Sea of Love. God, yes. how did I miss that? The how, one, the how, one that you would have thought I would have missed would have been Michelle Myrink. Or or Donald Gibb. I figured Donald Gibb. Because I remember when talking in The Outsiders, I brought up Michelle Merrick. And when we were doing Up the Creek, I brought up Julie yes. Montgomery, too. Yes. So, when did you see this movie? I saw this in the theater. As did I. <laughs> yeah, my dad took 12-year-old uh, me to see this. Uh-huh. Yeah, 11-year-old me to see this. And I had seen boobs in movies before on the big screen. This was my first introduction introduction to bush on the big screen on the big screen yeah i mean obviously by that point i'm assuming you had a vcr in the house so you would have seen plenty of stuff through there no no i don't i don't believe so i hadn't seen porno yet i mean i'd seen playboys well, which showed uh, bush, porkies but, oh yeah i guess yeah okay yeah i had i did not see that on the big screen yeah this was my first bush in the big screen no. i think and i could be wrong on this but 
I'm pretty sure there's Bush shown here is the first I saw was, believe it or not, in Kramer versus Kramer. Oh, that's right. I did see that in the theater. Because yeah, that was, when the kid that walks was, out and the woman yeah. is just standing there, I think she has glasses on, but that's it. Yeah. That was a horrible movie um, for my father to take me <laughs> as my parents were going through a horrible divorce. I was already confused, and that movie confused me even more. <laughs> I, I I remember I saw – you remember Ruby Isle? Yes. I saw Kramer versus Kramer at Ruby Isle. I'm pretty sure that's probably where I saw it as well. And do you remember what Ruby Isle was also referred to as? Uh, it was 79 cent movies. Correct? Yeah, the 79 cent theater. Okay. Yeah. All right. So let's start. Are you ready to start talking about the movie? Sure. Okay. So a car pulls up to a suburban home and it is a grocery getter. So and in my notes, it says grocery getter pulls up giant luggage on top too. Yes. <laughs> it's a big ass chest. trunk. Yeah, um, we're introduced immediately to Gilbert, who is played by Anthony Edwards. His name, his last name, and um, I don't think it's an IMDb, but I read somewhere that his last name is Low. Okay. So his, his mother walks in, and her name is... Mrs. Low? Flo. Flo Low? <laughs> yes. All right. He's, he's, up, he's underneath his blankets, and this is a big day for him because he's going off to college, and his mother's like, come on, Gilbert, you need to go. And he doesn't want his mom to be alone. So obviously, you know, she's a widow. Um, and she's like, honey, you've got Lewis. So Lewis comes walking in, played by Robert Carradine. And obviously, they are nerds. Yes. Hence the name. And what what did you call them in high school? My brethren? Oh, your brethren? <laughs> I don't think you were referred to. No, there were the people. We referred to them as geeks. Geeks, sure. Yeah. Nerds was nerds. there as well. And as over the course of this, we'll kind of go into the whole thing. I mean, they are very much over the top nerds, you know, with oh, the, yeah. the pencil protectors and, you know, second level uh, or next level. Pants pulled up, shirt tucked in, weird. But <laughs> silly laugh, greased hair. Lewis walks in and he is on a first name basis with Gilbert's mom. Flo, yeah. He kisses her and he's like, hi, Flo. And the whole time that he's sitting there then talking to Gilbert, come on, buddy, we got to go. She still has his her hands around his waist. He's banging her. I don't think so. Mm. Because you see the, the difference in him after he gets laid the first time, which I'm assuming is the first time. I know. I think he was banging Gilbert's mom. And You, you know who Flo reminded me of? Who's that? Uh, and I, I actually removed her from the soundboard, but mother of friend of Doug Tracy. Oh, uh, really? Just because that is the kind of relationship I wanted with her, that first name kiss on the cheek relationship where I think sure. I can spin it into something else. Sure. Did, did you have any parents that you were that, you had that kind of close relationship with? I mean, my neighbor's mom, my best friend growing up, you know, I never called her by her first name, but she was a mother figure to me. Definitely. Yeah. So, I, what about like girls that you dated? No, no, certainly not. Certainly not. Um, you know, there's there's a couple of dads that were like super cool that would feed us drinks and stuff, and you know, talk about banging chicks. <laughs> okay. No, I I can think of uh, Bob Jansen's parents. I was I was I wouldn't say friends, but I was close to both of them. In okay. that, when I would be after I moved to Ohio. There's a couple times where I stopped by to see 
and because I knew he wasn't there because he was in Colorado or uh, yeah, wherever. <laughs> and I stopped in and, and talked to his parents a couple times. And then also I had a, a girl that I dated that I actually did stop and talk to her parents on a couple occasions just because it was one of those things where when you break up, you, you lost all connection with the parents mm-hmm. as well. And when you are, when you date someone for a number of years, you do develop a, a relationship with them outside of, you know, the girl that you're banging. Oh, of course. So, but anyway, continue. Okay. So Lewis has got the trip all planned out. I can't remember how long he said it's going to take, but, uh, he, he makes reference to ARVs. Yeah. And what does ARV stand for? Average restroom visit. Yes. And, we don't have that. We have AIS in our house. That AIS time is like 8.05, and AIS stands for ass and seat. Okay, yep. Yeah, I, I'm very perturbed when I say, okay, I want to leave here at 8 o'clock, and it's 7.55, and there's still a ton of shit to do. It's like, come on, man. It's, let's fucking go. I want to, you know, I tell my boy all the time, being on time means being 10 minutes early. He's like, no, but that, that means you're 10 minutes early. No, that means you're on time when you're 10 minutes early. He still, we have this discussion. He still doesn't understand the concept. Someday he will. Yeah, my my youngest just started working and he is reliant on luck for him to be on time for things. (laughs) In that when he leaves the house, every single thing in the universe has to basically work out his way for him to get to work on time. He has yeah. to hit every light correctly. There can't be traffic. There can't be an accident. None of these things. He doesn't Ooh. build in any pad for anything. Right, right. There is, there is, with, with our baseball team, there's a mom who is late with her kid every single week. And I always put him at the bottom of the lineup because I know, I know they're going to be 10 or 15 minutes late to every single game. So I never put him in the lineup. Like first, second, or third, he's always down in the lineup, and she's even texted my missus, "I'm going to be ten minutes late," and my missus is like, yeah, "What's new? You're always late." So, so the three of them are all in the front seat of the car. Well, let's who, who's who's the third? Who's our third character in the car? Uh, it's Zephram Cochran, the inventor of warp drive. Correct. And no clip for that, but okay. Okay. Question. That- Go ahead. Question for you about this. Do you think that that is because that nobody called shotgun? Because all three of them. No, it just worked out better for the camera. Okay. What what are shotgun rules? Shotgun rules? Yes. Uh, if you call shotgun, then you you, you get the, the, the passenger seat. Yeah, but what can you just call shotgun any time? Uh, I don't know. I, I've never, I've, I've never really kind of knew that there was a set of rules that went along with shotgun. Yeah, you you need to be outside. So okay. you, you cannot be, be in the house. You cannot be in the house and call shotgun. You have to actually be outside or in the garage. Okay. And the first person that calls shotgun, they get shotgun. And, okay. And and then there's also the rules for people that are actually riding shotgun. They're the person who's responsible for navigation. Yes, correct. But we have we have two different things, and you actually said, sent me, and this is a thing where I was actually shocked that the clip you sent me was not what I expected it to be. But the, the three of them are are talking in the car about what college is going to be like. I'm not being negative. I'm just being nervous. Okay. Well, don't be okay because everything's going to be great, just like high school, right? This is college. 
remember that there's 6,127 students at Adams, 58% of which are girls. So? So that's 7,107.32 boobs. <laughs> you college guys are all alike. All you really care about is getting laid. I wish I was going with you. <laughs> Lewis never really had a chance, did he? So, um, why can't I think of Lewis's dad's name in real life? I can't think of it either, but... Is that from Cochran? Yeah, is that from Cochran? The guy from from Babe, Big Pig in the City. So, he's the one that came up with that laugh. And then Robert Carradine mimicked it. But did you see the calculator that he had? No. It was was like a mini, what, adding machine that had a tape on it? (laughs) Really? Yes. But there's just little things in this movie that watching it with a critical eye, I caught this time around that just just those little things from from this particular scene. There was one thing that actually stood out to me when I originally watched this film way back in 1984. And that was what I thought that you had pulled when you said conversation in the car. And that is when they're calculating how long it is going to take them to get to the school. And what does the dad say? Oh, that he's uh, got the cruise control set at 35 miles per hour. Hey, Lewis, what time you got? I'm trying to work out our exact ETA. I got 2.37. Dad, how fast are we going? I've uh, got the old cruise control set at 35. I don't know why, as a, gosh, what, a Mm 12-year-old, that cracked me the fuck up for some reason. Okay. But at least they were in the right lane. And by the right lane, I mean the right lane. They were not in the left lane. But all kinds of cars are going past them and honking at them. Yes. But yeah, they are going to Adams College, home of the Adams. Right. Um, and what, when they pull in, uh, you know, Lewis's dad says to Gilbert, hey, you know, your dad would have been super proud of you here, but then wants to have some one-on-one time with his son. And as they're sitting on the hood of the car, what are they doing? Uh, well, one of them was a girl walks by and the dad yeah. checks out her ass. And so does Lewis. They both check out her ass. But I think you have the the chronology a little bit reversed because he talks to Lewis first and then he talks to Gilbert while Lewis is unstrapping the the chest that's on top of the car. Okay. And there's the very sound effecty boing, boing, Mm -hmm. as he's he's kind of releasing the bungee straps. And did they have bungee straps back then? It's it's 1984, Matt. Yes, they had bungee straps. Okay. Okay. But this is part that kind of confuses me. The dad just drops him off. Right. Not even in front of their dorm. There's no kind of sign-in or anything. I. That's not how it works. No, but for comical effect, because they have to walk across the quad and cause all kinds of havoc. But before Lewis's dad leaves, he takes a picture of him with a giant flash bulb in the middle of the day. <laughs> okay, I did not catch that either. Okay. But yeah, this film... This, um, uh, it, it was filmed on, in Arizona on the, the University of Tucson, I believe. And at first, the university was like, yeah, let's do it. And then they found out what the source material was, and they are like, no, don't do it. And then the film's producers had to say, yeah, but you got to understand, this makes them actually look really good in the end. So then they said, yeah, let's do it. And yeah. a, lot of the, a lot of the extras were actually students from the university. Okay. But they are walking across the quad or the equivalent mm. with the trunk, and they're just walking over people. <laughs> well, they walk through a giant puddle, 
which it's Tucson, Arizona in September, August. That's I don't think probably standing I don't, water from the irrigation. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, they're messing up a picnic, an ROTC formation, and then some bikers wipe out in front of them because they're just haphazardly walking through with this giant chest. Yes. And we get the first introduction of the Alpha Beta people. Mm-hmm. And that is Ogre is yelling, nerd. Well, he's holding a guy. Oh, yeah. He's holding a guy first. Correct. Oh, up on the top of the roof by his ankle. Uh, and he sees them and starts yelling nerds and everybody else in the alpha beta start yelling nerds also. And Gilbert and Lewis are kind of looking around like, where who are they talking to? Where? where are the nerds? Where are the nerds? But yeah. yeah, then Ogre drops them and they're all yelling nerds. But we get the introduction of Ted McGinley as Stan Gable mm-hmm. and also the introduction of Betty Childs. Yes. And here's something that you probably don't know. And you're going to say that I'm lying, um, but I'm not. Okay. The guy jumping down the stairs into the pool of beer mm-hmm. is the cousin or uncle of someone that went to KM. Really? And you actually know them because I'm pretty sure that you actually referred to his brother because I think his brother went to the Air Force Academy a couple podcasts ago. Oh, okay. Really, really right. super common last name. Yes. Yeah, that was. Starts with, yeah. Starts with a J. Yes. That, so that's that's their uncle. Yes. On the mom's side or the dad's side? I do not know that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but we we see the dorm room, and I actually I said that's actually that's actually pretty big for a dorm room. Yeah, but it's so plain and simple. But they have a robot. Right, but but while we're at the Alpha Beta house, yeah, I mean, a couple of things happen here. Ogre is carrying around this giant trophy, and I don't know what the trophy is from, but it's always full of beer. And his his go-to thing is to drink, take a drink of that and spit it out at people. Spit take, sure. Yeah. Uh, and getting sprayed, and that's, yes, there's the stair diving. There's a lot of wasted beer in this scene. I mean, beer just getting spilled all over the place. Yeah, well, when, that's not that's not uncommon, though, because... When I was in a fraternity, one of the things that we'd always do after our parties were over is we would slick down the floor with beer from the tap to do naked beer slides. Seriously? 100% true. Okay. Which, in retrospect, really disgusting for what was on those floors. but And smearing your dick across the floor? Uh, the floor, a window, <laughs> you know, what's mm-hmm. the difference? Right. But yeah, they get in the dorm room with Lewis and Gilbert's dorm room. Lewis hangs up a poster of a computer on the cork board and then basically set, you know, starts pulling out boxes for this robot that he's going to build. And Gilbert, he's so innocent. He's like, hey, Lewis, do you think they'd let us have a fridge? And Lewis is like, oh, yeah, man, we can have a fridge and a microwave and women. And Gilbert's like, we can have women in here. And Lewis goes, we're college men now. You know, it, it is. This was kind of an interesting movie for me to watch at this point in time, just because I do. My oldest kid is about to go into college. Mm-hmm. And you go into college with the history of whatever has happened to you to that point in your life. Mm-hmm. And you are as worldly or unworldly as you happen to have been before that point. When I went into college, 
I had a little bit of mileage behind me. Not not a ton, but I, I knew this, I knew that. And I think that it'll be interesting to see how my oldest deals with some of the challenges and some of the opportunities and what he does with them. Well, and I also think that when you go into college, you're going in there with a clean slate. All the baggage of who you were, whether you were popular or whether you were a nerd or whether you were a freak, is that's removed when you go into college. You're, you, you're a new person. And <laughs> the first, the first, my first year of college was at a community college. And everybody that I hung out with were dudes that I went to high school with. Yeah, and and that is kind of the thing is like you 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 have these opportunities and it's what you do with them because if you're hanging out with the same people that you knew growing up, you're not going to change at all. Right, and I didn't, and I fell into my own ways of of not giving a shit, and you know not being around. I wouldn't say they were not. They, I mean, they, they were somewhat positive, but. There, there's, there was nothing there to change me, so I just kind of stayed shitty. How, um, how many times did you visit me in college? Once. Yeah, and you were still in high school. Correct. And I actually have a picture <laughs> from then. There's a lot of there's a lot of crazy shit that happened that night. I I don't remember any of it. <laughs> I remember Honestly. like like it was me, you, your roommate, and then a dude. The, the the ledger yeah. that I <laughs> yeah. brought with me. Yes, and I don't remember where we were drinking. If it was at a party or what, we were coming back and it was late, and we were going across this field. And there was this other guy. This is some random college kid that was walking across that field, and we started chasing him. And your roommate's like, "We're gonna kill you!" And the guy's like, "Leave me alone! I didn't do anything!" And I felt so bad, God, because I'm just kind of running with the pack. I have no recollection of that <laughs> yeah. at all. It was weird, man. No, I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna go a completely different direction because there was this. There was this path that, um, and I don't know. I don't think I was pledging yet by the time that you came and visited, but I lived in the dorms that were on Lakeshore. And there was this path, this gravel path, bike path, running path that basically ran along the lake all the way to the student union. And then all the fraternities were just down the street from the student union. But this path was probably about a mile or mile and a half. Right. Mm -hmm. And it was called Lakeshore Path. And for some reason, I don't know why. One of the things that was common to do is you'd get on the path and you take off all your clothes (laughs) And you would walk the next mile and a half on the lakefront on this path naked. I don't know why, but I know it happened a lot. Did you see people? Did you see lots of people doing it? No, it's just us. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> but people will be walking the other way and just like, you know, you're holding your clothes as you're walking, which okay. people will be like, why? And if somebody actually asked why, why are you doing this? There's no explanation that actually makes sense because there was no reason for it other than why not. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's basically is it. I don't know. <laughs> right. But now we're back at the Alpha Beta house and there's some dude in some sweet ass bib overalls and a, uh, uh, what's, why can't I think of it? What's the, the long underwear shirt? Remember, oh. remember when, remember when wearing a long underwear shirt was kind of cool? Like thermal underwear? Yeah, like a white, because that's all you could get. You could just get white. Now it's I had gray. Like, I had gray. You could get white or gray. 
I mean, now it's, you know, that's one of my go-tos is wearing like a thermal. Uh, but I have different colors, black, gray, green, blue. Um, but he's got some fireball. Right. 100, 188 proof. Yeah. So in my hand right now, I have a bottle of fireball. Okay. A small one, like a little traveler? Yes. Okay. They like the kind that I do about a hot shot. Yes. At Halloween. <laughs> okay. I did. I did. You could buy at the liquor store. You could buy a big bag of those little like yeah. They're like, it's like ten bucks for for ten of them. And I I had a bowl of ice and I had those out and I was giving those out to the adults. Oh, to Halloween. the adults. Okay, that's different. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Here, here, Susie, have some <laughs> Fireball with your Snickers bar. So, what do you think Fireball is actually? What is the proof on Fireball? Uh, it's not very high. It's what forty five. Oh, dog. Did I overbid? 42. Okay. All right. So, and I'm actually going to correct that just in honor of that. So, okay. but it's 188 proof, which means that it is 94% alcohol. Yes. And uh, highly flammable. And he's doing the whole. Do you think they hired this guy and just you know, were like, okay, this is what you're going to need to do in this movie? Or do you think that he like worked at a circus and that this was his thing? Oh, he's a stunt man, I'm sure. Oh, and right. it's not that uncommon. But my my question, did you ever have you ever done that? Have you ever blown no. a thing of fire? No, I have not. I mean, I've lit my farts on fire. That's always fun. Okay. I've you've never, never done, done that. that? No. You've never done You've never where you lie on your back and swing your legs up and hold the fire? Hold the flame. I mean, you, obviously, you have to wear pants. You can't do it. No, no. See, I've seen people do it without, and that's I've I've seen the the outcome of that. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not good. Uh, yeah, no, I've done that. The, and you get the blue flame. Um, it's methane, so sure, sure. But uh, yeah, he's he's making a huge fireball, and then for some reason, he decides to turn his entire body and blow it at the curtains. <laughs> Jesus, dog. You're saying it weird. What? The, the, curtains. <laughs> you're saying it weird. How, how am I supposed to say it? Curtains. No, it's curtains. You're saying it weird. Okay. But, Starts the curtains on fire. <laughs> and the house burns down. Right. They're like, oh, shit. And they all run out. And then, uh, you know, they're roasting marshmallows. <laughs> our house. Our house. Our, our house is burning down. Yes. And now we are introduced to the dean of the college and... The coach of the football team, who's played by John Goodman, and, uh, you know, Stan is like, you know, I, I'm pretty sure it was an electrical issue. And the dean's like, well, I don't know about that. And the coach is like, hey. My boys. If my boys say it's an electrical issue, it was an electrical issue. And now there's some big, there's a lot of concern about where are the Alpha Beta boys going to live? Because the Alpha Beta primarily football makes up makes up the football team um before you go forward and i know where you're going with this but okay the the thing that jen pointed out about john goodman which i still don't understand this observation is she Mm -hmm. said he's got a lot of hair john goodman's not a bald guy is he no i mean he was in uh the big lebowski but that was a choice that was not a you know doug reality that was just that he had shaved his head Yes, thank you for crushing me. <laughs> okay. Once again. You're going to cry? Send me bad I am going to cry, now. yes, yes. Okay. Um, so what are the betas, alpha betas going to do to live? Uh, they're going to live in the freshman dorm. 
Only problem is... There's, it's full of freshmen. Right. So the Alpha Betas take the dorm by storm. Right. Tossing guys out of windows. I mean, like smashing windows as they're getting thrown out. Yeah. Tossing them off of balconies. And, and yeah, before this... you even say it, Doug, before you even say it, okay, I'll, I'll give oh. you a lead in. Oh, okay. Oh, the God, guy here comes Doug. He just got a race car bed, and now I'm going to have to hear about it. The guy outside in the tidy whities Yep. And? I like Matt. Matt needs to take that guy underwear shopping. Yep. I just know when it's coming. I mean, <laughs> in my notes, I say, yep, it's coming right here. Right. So now the, 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 the freshmen are all living in the gymnasium, and the dean is talking to the freshmen in the gym. And uh, worms are, we're, we're introduced to worms are who is, what, what do you think he is? Would be a sophomore or a junior in high school? Uh, I'd say freshman, somewhere in okay. there, you know, like 14 years old. He's, right. he's the he's, Doogie Hauser. Yes. You know, shitty-ass haircut, big old glasses, buck teeth, freckles, I, I mean, bow tie, navy blazer, and he's telling his parents, you're dropping me off like a refugee in a war. Yeah, well, what did... I actually, in my notes, I just want to see how you had this set up, is... What did you think their living conditions compared to? Uh, living in like a military barracks. I actually said that they are housed like Katrina victims. Okay, sure. There you go. Because of the unique situation of the dorms being closed to the freshmen, a new thing is open to the freshmen that normally is not. What is that? That they can join fraternities. Right. And selection will be the next day. <laughs> That's really quick. That is very quick. Well, they got to get them out of the dorm. Um, out, of the, out of the gym. Out of the gym because... Basketball well, season. <laughs> basketball season. Correct. And, it, and they had this They have this shitty-ass, round-tubed, black-and-white TV that they can watch. Yeah. And the, the thing that I actually could never figure out in this film, and it really is apparent watching it closely, is... They never have, with one exception, there's no educational component to this film at all, despite the fact that they are in college. Right. I mean, they're never shown, and the, t- the timeline isn't shown either, as far as like how long it takes from the beginning to the end. you, you got to assume the homecoming ca- carnival is at homecoming, which is usually in the fall. Right. But still, please continue. Okay. So uh, the dean basically says, you know, he calls off a bunch of names that they have been selected by such and such fraternities. And now we are introduced to the secondary characters of this film. Please answer when I call out your names. Poindexter, Arnold. Luttrell, Lamar. Lamar Luttrell. Wormser, Harold. Present. Hakashi, Koshiro. Uh, here, sir. Dawson, Dudley. Call me Booger. All right. Booger. Rahim, Taj. Uh, excuse, please, but why do they call you Booger? I don't know. But he's, he's knuckle deep. Yeah, so and I don't know what point in the film this is. I think it's probably about 20 minutes in, give or take. Mm-hmm. 16 minutes and 45 seconds. Okay. First problematic elements of the film <laughs> come up at this point. Okay. So, Do tell. Uh, well, there is the stereotyping of 
gay people with Lamar. And then right. the stereotyping of Asian the people guy, with the Japanese guy with yes. Takashi. Yes. Which compared to some other stuff, small fish to fry. Yeah, I, it's he is pro, him and Booger. The exchanges between him and Booger, which I think I've pulled almost every single clip. Yes. Of, of the exchanges, my favorites, my absolute favorites. I was I was absolutely shocked that one of them we did not already have. Um, but that's neither here nor there. But Gilbert is kind of depressed, and he he and Lewis say that are, are going to figure out what uh, fraternity possibly could be for them. So where do they go to ask what fraternity they should join? They go to the Pies house. And <sighs> this is why I don't think Lewis was shagging Gilbert's mom is – Lewis has uh, naivete about him. Oh, sure he does. And the whole respect thing where he refers to Gilbert's mom by her first name, but he refers to Betty as Miss Childs. Correct. Right. So, yeah, they go to they go to the Pies house and, and Betty Childs basically tells them, oh, you guys are al- alpha beta material for sure. Betty Childs. Thank you, Betty and Miss Childs. Maybe if you're not busy sometime, we could have a cup of coffee or something. <laughs> Come on, pal. I actually got deuce chills a little bit when I was watching this and that happened. So wait, much. Wait, wait, wait. What? Douche chills? Yeah, douche chills. What are douche chills? you never heard of douche chills before? No, no, I have not. Uh, it is when you feel douchey for somebody else. Oh, okay. All right. And it's I, I've been there. I've been that guy asking yeah. out somebody where so out of your league and, sure. and just... Uh, it, it it just, like I said, douche chills. But okay. Gilbert knows what is up. And <laughs> Lewis, however, believes in, in Miss Childs. He doesn't think that she would uh, basically lead them down the primrose path. No, and here's the deal. Gilbert pretty much knows that he's a nerd. I think Lewis doesn't have a clue. Okay, but they go to the Alpha Beta house. Right, and it's dark. And uh, Ogre answers the door, and he's in, like, a monk robe. Right. Enter. And they come down, and there's a, like, the council that are all in monk robes. Uh, And then Stan comes up and gives them this advice. You guys seem pretty cool. Take these for later. Rubbers? What do we need rubbers for? This shit absolutely happens at fraternities. Seriously? Yeah, absolutely does. And do they really have to fuck the goat? No. Or is it just... No, no it's all mind fuckery. <coughs> Pardon me. It's all right. But they don't really show anything. Oh, no, they do show. They, they're in the shower. Well, they, they walk back to the gym and they've been... No, no. First, they're in the shower. And again, Matt needs to take these fellows underwear shopping because I'm pretty sure Lewis has his... White T-shirt with the V-neck tucked into his tucked into his underwear. Yes, yes, and they're like, oh, they're asking him questions. Have you ever had sex with a woman? And one says yes, and the other says no, and then they both reverse their answer, and they you hear liar, and they get buckets of cold water thrown on them, and they get tarred and feathered. And why, when they're walking home, do they not put on their clothes to walk home? Why would they walk home in their underwear? I would think, even though your clothes are going to get dirty, that you would put your 
of course, this is coming from a guy who used to walk naked down Lakeshore Path, but I, I just didn't understand that. Well, again, I think it's 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 for comedic effect. Yeah, okay. It looks it looks funny as they're walking in to the gymnasium, and Poindexter is who's played by Timothy Busfield, who when he tried out auditioned for this character, he bought the suit that he's wearing in this movie at a thrift store off the rack and did his hair like that. And when he came in, just hired him on the spot. Yeah, the casting crew was just laughing their asses off but he's playing a, a violin really really bad and the the song that he is playing is a very much slowed down version of the song that's played at the end right but, uh and look and what's lamar doing he's doing his nails isn't he no he's doing aerobics and oh that's right or, that's right he's doing aerobics at, on the small little tv right yeah. <laughs> and um they come walking in uh, hold on. A second. What am I missing? Here? But I Lewis gotta, is I, in complete denial about Betty. He still thinks that she would not have led them astray, and and then there is a back and forth between Lewis and Gilbert. And Gilbert apologizes, and they say the next day they will find a place to live, a better place to live. Hold up! But they're in the shower, washing themselves, yes. scrubbing the feathers off, and and Lewis is wearing my sweater. Yes. <laughs> And they're both wearing and, and, glasses. Do people with glasses wear glasses in the shower? I don't know, man. It's, again, just the little things that's funny about this movie. Yeah, but yeah. Lewis is saying, you know, there's no way that Miss Childs would would fuck us over like this. Gilbert is pissed, but yeah, before before they go to bed, uh, Gilbert apologizes to Lewis, and then we have a very Walton's moment. Good night, Gilbert. Good night, Lewis. I actually think that's about 20 minutes later in the film, but <laughs> no, that's that. No, that's right. That No, that's right then. Okay. Do we really need to have this argument again, Matt? I, I pulled the clip. I know where it goes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so there, the next day, Gilbert is in the computer lab, and this is yes. the girl that was in the Outsider. She was actually sitting next to uh, Sherry. Yeah, Diane Lang. Yes, exactly. Uh, yes. On the bleachers at the drive-in movie theater, I believe. Mm-hmm. Correct. And um, she's having some issues with her computer. What is Lewis or Gilbert? Is what a TA? Oh uh, no! I mean, he's just another computer science student. <clears throat> he he seems to be like kind of walking around helping people. Uh, it is. Two days into the year. I, I, I doubt I know, it. I know, but that's what it seems like. But she's banging her head on the computer. And then he, what does he do? 50 he, keystrokes? Oh, yeah. He he <laughs> he does something that you cannot do with a computer, basically. Correct. And this happens in another movie. Hello, computer. Just use the keyboard. The keyboard. How quaint.
transparent aluminum? There be whales here. Yeah. Did you know that that was the clip I pulled? No, I actually, I thought that you had pulled the actual clip from the movie at oh, that point. Oh, okay. But it's, so that's from Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home. And Scotty's working on an operating system that he has, he's never worked with before. <clears throat> and as he's just typing in random keys, like all these graphics and 3D images are coming up on the computer screen. No, oh, it's a Mac, so I mean, it's, it can do anything. Sure, sure. But, uh. But Gilbert has made a friend. And in my notes, it says, this is not how computers work at all. Right. And this will actually come into play again next week. Okay. <laughs> Just excellent. to let you know. But are we, doing war, are we doing war games? No, we're not. We're doing another film with a very unrealistic computer part in it. But they are back in the gym, or we are back in the gym, and the gym is basically a soup kitchen at this point. <laughs> right. <laughs> They're right. basically and homeless. Yes. And basketball season has, has commenced, so they're, the basketball team is practicing, but uh, in the soup kitchen, in the line, Lou, uh, Gilbert is explaining to Lewis that he met a girl. I met a girl. Gilbert. Her name's Judy. Judy's a nice name, Gilbert. Yeah, she's a nice girl. Big deal. Did you get in her pants? She's not that kind of a girl, booger. Why? Does she have a penis? Pop quiz, hot shot. What other movie that we've done was that clip used in? Why does she have a penis? It wasn't Risky Business, was it? I don't know. Uh, Back to the Future. Well, we pulled that clip from that movie. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, oh, no, we okay. used that clip during that movie. Okay. Where she said, right. I'm not that kind of girl. Okay, all right, all right. I thought I thought the actual line was used. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, no, no I recalled that I had used, I had pulled that clip. I couldn't remember what movie it was from. But a, a basketball falls, and falls into the big kettle of soup yes. and a bunch of beans splatter on Poindexter. <laughs> and... Booger just like, hey, you're going to eat this? And he picks it off of his tie and eats it. Um, but now we're at... Uh, you're, you're missing... This is where Booger and, and Takashi are playing cards as well. Oh, that happened early. That happened earlier. That happened That happened earlier when they were in the Is that gym. when they first came back from... When Lewis and Gilbert come back covered in feathers. That's what that clip was. That, yes... Booger and Takashi are playing cards for the first time. Okay, Takashi, what do you got? Well, I think I have a frush. What the fuck is a frush? A frush. Oh, well, see, I got two sevens, and two sevens beats a frush. Oh, oh, thank you. Yeah. You can can hear Lamar's aerobics and Poindexter playing his violin. Right. And I thought this is where the the goodnight thing happened, but... We find out that Takashi works in, he works for the football team in some Correct. capacity. And this is very much. Could you tell me where the nuclear vessels are? But one of the football players asks Takashi an important question. Yeah, you now this football. one, nerd. Oh, hey, coach, coach, I got to find a place to live. It's okay, I leave early? No. Oh, Okay. You know karate? Uh, no. Good. And what does he do after he says no, that he can't... Stan puts the jock over his head. Yes. Yes. So the next day, Lewis gets a printout from his awesome robot of a bunch of r- addresses, places for rent, 
and he splits them up, and the nerds go off in search of places to live. And first, Takashi shows up to a place, and it's someone of his descent. Yes. Speaking in his language, but the only word that you can hear is nerd. nerd. <laughs> yes. Labar, the gay guy, shows up, and there's a big bear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. Uh, and he's like, can I help you? And Lamar's like, no, no, thank you. Wormser gets an old nasty cougar and some lingerie that wants to bang him. Okay, so <laughs> let, let's let's step out of the film premiere for a second. Okay. You are 14 years old. Mm-hmm. You are a genius. Uh, you've had no luck with women because you are a genius and you're 14 years old. This presents itself to you. If you're no. Wormser, aren't you banging this woman? No, she's horrible, man. doesn't and matter. And it, there's a good possibility that this boy's balls haven't even dropped yet. Oh, he okay. looks He looks like he's barely gone through puberty. Uh, but then Booger shows up to a place, and the, the mail slot on the door opens, and all we can see is the guy's eyes. Who's there? Guys. What do you want? Is this the Stewart residence? Why are you here? Uh, I've come about the what room. What do you want? I've come about the room. Go ahead, go away. I, I, do you have a room to rent? Not for rent. I thought it was for rent. Fuck off. <laughs> this is one of many clips that you had pulled and I had pulled. Okay. <laughs> so that All was right. that was one of them. So, but uh, Gilbert and Judy are talking, and yes, we find out that she has a musical background i guess she she plays the accordion and she's she's on her way to accordion class what college has an accordion class oh probably a lot of them actually you think so oh yeah absolutely i took took a guitar class at uw milwaukee and i never practiced and when it came time to basically your grade was based on meeting with the teacher at the end of the semester and and you had to play shit for her and it was stuff that you were given and I remember I sat down with my guitar, and she's like, we'll play this. And I'm like, I can't. Okay, we'll, we'll play this. Uh, I can't. And she's like, can you play this? Yes, I, I can play that. And I sung along with it. And because I sang along with the song, I got a C. Well, you know, C is for cookie. It's good enough for me. That's right. But the fact that she plays the accordion once again, this is another. Could you tell me where the nuclear vessels are? Sure. She's carrying it. While she's talking to him, she puts it down, and he's like, "Oh, I'll pay, I'll carry that for you." Or no, she has it in his in her hand, and he takes it from her and immediately drops it to the ground because it's too heavy for him. Right. Yeah. And we then we find out that Lewis has found a house for these guys. Yes, this old beat up, rundown house, and he comes back to the gymnasium and he's like, "Guys, I found a place." Small problem, though. Kind of a shithole. Yes, and now we get the montage of all montages. Montage of the week. So, here is uh, the, the thing about this part is... They go through and they are cleaning it up. And Mm -hmm. in one respect, in one respect only, I don't know if you caught on to this, but Booger is always wearing shirts that have different little sayings on them. Yes. 
like give me head till I'm dead. Stressed out. Yeah. Uh, I was shocked there was not a, you know, mustache rides 25 cents or sure. <laughs> cash sure. grass or ass. Right. He, he has eggs, basically t-shirt collection is what it boils down to. Mm-hmm. But but in this montage, Poindexter is cleaning around the robot, and the robot corners him, and he gives his signature ah, ah, scream. Gilbert and Gilbert and Lewis are trying to do wallpaper horribly. Yes, uh, the 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 black gay guy Lamar Lamar blows some dust and basically looks like he's in blackface. Because he's got white lips from the dust. Okay, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, that's kind of what. That's kind of how I saw it. I'm like, oh, that wouldn't fly today. And then Booger and Takashi are hanging out, and Takashi is painting, and Booger's giving him hits of a joint. He's like, you know, I think it happens three times. Feel yeah. any yet? Oh no, I feel nothing. Uh, and I think I did. I pull a clip for this. Yeah. Okay. Feeling anything now? Oh no, I'm feeling. Nothing at all. Yeah, he's painting, and he just has now? the roller. Yeah, how just, about now? Yeah, just slides down. Sure. And the house looks great after it's all done. Of course. This does. would have taken months for them to be able to yeah, do. Maybe weeks. I mean, you know, you got a bunch of hardworking nerds on this house, Matt. But Stan and Betty drive up on his motorcycle and Betty is impressed with how the house looks. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Looks terrific, doesn't it, Stan? Yeah. Well, it won't look terrific for long. What are you looking at, nerd? Huh? I thought I was looking at my mother's old douchebag, but that's in Ohio. Three things <laughs> for this <Yeah>. clip. <laughs> Number one, yeah, that was on my list. Uh-huh. Number two, as a resident of Ohio, I take offense at that. <laughs> Number three, are douchebags even still a thing other than like a derogatory term? Uh like a what what's the brand name? Mas- Summer's Eve. Summer's Eve and Massengill? Massengill. Massengill. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't I'm not I- quite I'm, next time I go to the grocery store. Or the hard, or the drugstore, not the hardware store. Um, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look to see if, if you can still buy douches. Yeah, just find like a, a person that's working there and say, "Yeah, where are your douche bags?" <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember when I was in college, I was working at Shopco, which no longer exists. The, mm-hmm. Basically, a Target type store, and I was buying. <sighs> I was, you drove all the way out to Watertown. No, I I worked in Madison. There was. Oh, okay. A shop going on the west side and the east side. And it's actually where you pick me up to go to the Shangri-La. That's actually right next to the shop I used to work at. Okay. But I remember I was I had to buy some stuff, and I had to buy KY mm-hmm. <laughs> and rubbers. Mm-hmm. And I was friends with a lot of the people that worked there, and a lot of them were in high school. And purposely i picked someone that i knew it would make them uncomfortable because if they were uncomfortable with me checking out with this stuff it would mean that i was not uncomfortable versus like me checking out with somebody that was 40 where they would right. be judging me with me as like a 22 year old a 16 year old is going to be embarrassed and then i'm not mm-hmm. but anyway uh anyway booger and takashi are are playing cards hold, hold but prior to them playing cards 
Poindexter comes down, walks downstairs in the same gray suit. It's the same suit that he wears the entire movie, okay. except for except for the end song. Um, and what are Lamar and Worms are doing? I know they were doing aerobics before. They're doing aerobics, and Worms is wearing some Superman underoos. Okay, yeah, that's right. Did you ever have underoos? <laughs> of course I had underoos, man. I'm a child of the 80s. Yeah, of course I had underoos. But yeah, again... Honestly, I it, wish I still had... I would wear underoos today. Oh, sure, I, of course. Well, I mean, it's... I don't like wearing the nut huggers. No, no, I don't either, which would be the problem. But so mm-hmm. here's here's a story, which... okay. Jen is not going to be happy with this story, but that's that's okay. Um, you know when you buy clothes, sometimes they have those clear plastic labels on them that are kind of long, say about six inches long. Okay. And I had a pair of, I think it was a shirt. Okay, so it's that long plastic la- label. Does it say like XL, XL, yes, XL, yeah, XL, yeah, all exactly. the way down? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I had gotten something and i was wearing it for the first time and i took Mm -hmm. that label off Mm -hmm. and i knew that jen and i were going to be having like fun time later Mm -hmm. so i took that long plastic label and i put it over the crotch of my underwear (laughs) (laughs) okay and when she was down there she's like xl really (laughs) (laughs) i don't think so Okay. It's one of those fun things to do. Of course it is. Of course. So, yes, like you said before, Booger and Takashi are playing cards once again. Okay, okay, Takashi, now show me your cards. Okay, two and four kings. That's good, yes? No, no, you got too many kings. Oh. So you got to get rid of these. Here, we'll take three of these kings out, and we'll replace them with three fresh cards. Oh, okay. Sounds good. You know what that reminds me of? Hmm. Cups. You, you know what Cups is? From Friends. <laughs> How do you yeah. know that from that reference? Because I'm a, I, I'm a child of, also this child of, the, I'm a young adult of the 90s. So, yeah, I know what Cups is. It's got a full cup. Uh, it's going to have to pull, like, some of the Cups clips mm-hmm. for next week. But a rock com- comes through the window. Yes. And, and what does it say on the rock? Nerds get out. It's like they're Jews. Yeah, it That's is. They're, they're being persecuted like they are Jews. And they they go to the cops to complain. And I think this is a long clip, but just let it play out. Okay. I don't know what this world is coming to. See that man over there? We arrested him for mopery. What's mopery? Mopery is exposing yourself to a blind person. I'm sorry about your windows, fellas. It's out of my jurisdiction. Sounds like a fraternity prank. There's only one organization that can handle this. What organization is that? The Greek Council. The the guy who's been convicted of mopery is in an overcoat with nothing else, and he just looks so guilty. (laughs) He just has this horrible look of guilt on his face, like, oh my god, what have I done? So, I actually... Once again, to step outside the podcast for a second, I have to get visual images for the clips that I pull. And okay. this one is called Mopery. There's a shirt <laughs> that is available that just says Mopery on it. Really? I want to buy it. <laughs> I want That would be a great canoe weekend shirt. No, nobody would get it except for the people that do get it uh-huh. would just laugh their balls off. 
Sure. It's like my uh, page no shirt. <laughs> right. And right. I was wearing that somewhere, and my wife has said, that is not appropriate. And I said, honestly, you are right. But anybody that actually understands what this shirt means would not have a problem with it. Correct. Correct. So, Correct. Yeah. So, so, yes, they have to go to the Greek Council, which they do. And when they come in, the Greek Council table is shaped like a, a letter A for Adams. Right? Yes. And they get snickered at. And uh, Betty Childs and Stan Gable are basically the two chair people yes. on the council. And Ogre is Sergeant of Arms and makes them kneel. Yes. In front of the council. Gentlemen kneel. And um, they want, they basically, since they are not a fraternity, they cannot challenge anything. And they want to form a fraternity, but what do they need in order to form their own fraternity? Well, they need a charter organization. They need a national sponsor, basically. Correct, correct. Because they, yeah, they all get the thumbs down. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, that's next in my notes. They need a national frat fraternity as a sponsor. So they've gone and basically have sent out letters to all these different fraternities. And oh, they're getting letters back from basically every fraternity. And one of the letters that they read back says, In the future, gentlemen, do not attach a photo to your letter. And they say, did we send photos to everybody? Everyone except one. Yes. And Lewis says, hey, we, you know, Lambda 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 wants to see us. And, and they how, how many different fraternities did they get turned down by? Mm. I don't know. Got a guess? 34. 29. Okay. Again, overbid. But the Lambdas will see them since they didn't send a picture. And they yes. go and they meet with the Lambda 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 fraternity. But the Lambda 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 fraternity has a unique thing about them. Uh, they are an all-black fraternity. And uh, they say, they basically say, no, we're not going to do it. However, Poindexter points out a well, thing in their hold bylaws. On. Hold on a second. The gentleman who runs Lambda 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 fraternity. U.N. Jefferson? U.N. Jefferson. Yes, yes, you're correct. Poindexter points out as he's got the, the like the, the bylaw book, what, two inches away from his eyes as he's reading it. <laughs> yeah. Points of the, that they have to take them on uh, on a 60-day trial. And uh, they're going to have a party to, tr to try to impress the Trilams. And correct. So, so who does Lewis invite to the party? Well, for, he goes he goes to Miss Betty Childs. <laughs> Miss Betty Childs. Doug is formal as well when it comes to yes. her. And tell, informs her that they are having a party. She goes to see Stan, and she tells Stan this, and he goes, well, which one? And she's like, I don't know. They all look alike. <laughs> well, it's better for her to say that about this Lambda 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 chapter right. as opposed to any other Lambda 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 chapter. Correct, correct. So the the hopeful Trilams are planning their party, and... Uh, hilarity ensues. We'll put the bar over here and uh, the hors d'oeuvres over there and we'll pass the rumaki and the cheese puffs. Oh, good. That sounds expensive. Arnold, this party's important. If we don't impress the trilands, we'll never get in. Oh, uh, maybe we can have lobster cross. The fuck are lobster cross? Hey, have any of you guys got dates besides Gilbert? I do. Yeah, but that's with a guy. What about you, booger? 
I've been out combing the high schools all day. That is a quote I used to use all the time. Funny story about combing the high schools. When I was a junior in high school, and I probably have brought this up, myself and five other buddies, um, we had all of our parents call the high school and say that we were all that we were going on a family vacation. But instead, one of the moms rented us a condo up in Michigan's Upper Peninsula that the six of us could stay at and go skiing for a four day weekend. Yeah, well, we've talked about that trip before. Did we talk about how one of my buddies and I? Uh, we decided that we were going to go to the local high school and walk through the hallways and try and find chicks to come back to the condo with us. No, and I don't think you should. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were 17. Okay, then it's fine. That's fine. Yes, yes, we were 17. And uh, was that limo? Limo? Who's li- what? Limo? Yeah, he's you know he's a a big germaphobe now. No, oh no, no. He's this. This gentleman is a, a captain for. A, okay, yeah, I got it. I got it. Got major, it. Yeah, leave major. it. Leave it at that. Yeah, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> and it's about the time that school is letting out, and we just walk into the high school and start, start and we're walking through the hallways, and we've got our neon colored Columbia jackets because that's what you did back in nineteen eighties. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, you had a neon colored Columbia ski jacket. Stood out like a sore thumb. We're just kind of strolling through the hallways. And all of a sudden, we feel a hand on our shoulder. And we turn around, and it's the principal. He's like, you gentlemen, do not go to this school. We're like, no, we do not. He's like, I'm going to walk you out. And he walked us out of the school. That could have turned out way, way worse. Oh, it it could have worked out. Yeah, it could have been horrible. Yeah, that could have been really, really, really bad for everybody. But Yes. uh, So... They they think about canceling because they can't get dates, but then they actually seem to catch a break. Right. The pies. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. The pies show up in, what, prom dresses, basically? More Big or less. poofy shoulders and serenade them. We got dates. Never been out with a girl before. Not just a girl poindexter, but a pie. What do pie stand for? Hair pie. What's that? <laughs> what did he say? What did Booger say to Takashi there? Uh, pussy, something, hair pie. I don't. I mean, it's a hair pie is a vagina. So, I'm I'm sure you heard that euphemism, correct? Not prior to this movie. Well, no. I mean, this is '84. You were 13. No, I was 11. 11. Sorry, 11. Sorry. Yes. But I mean, this was something that was not uncommon to hear, right? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Back in the 80s, hair pie. But. I mean, I've heard it since then, yes. But it, I thought it's it was. It's an anachronism because, now. I thought it was because of this movie. Well, it, 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 that might have popularized it, but I mean, it would be, it would not make sense today. What's going on over there? Is, you There's like some fireworks Indian, are going on. I was gonna, it sounds like an Indian rain dance in the background. <laughs> Sorry, I, there's nothing I can do about that. There's, yeah, it's uh, Hilliard fireworks, or it's sorry, boom, the beep fireworks boom, going off. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, but um, uh, if you really think, okay, so you, oh, you've played your hand, Matt. You you live in Hilliard. Do you think any of our listeners are gonna like pinpoint the street that you live on by all the little hints that you've given over the, the last year? In, in the, the I was talking about earlier about listening to the uh, Tango and Cash podcast. You said that saying that. 
the a certain prison was 60 miles north of where I lived was too much <laughs> information to give away to our audience. <laughs> They're gonna pin, also, one day you're gonna, the doorbell's gonna ring. You're gonna be like, you're gonna be like, are you Matt with Betamax Rewind? I'm gonna make it big one day. Uh-huh. Just, just you wait and see, dog. I'll sure. show you, Dad. Sure. But now we are at the Tri Lambs party, or the hopeful Tri Lambs, and Lamar is dancing with a dude who's actually a producer on this film. And the pies are not showing up. And, and UN should... is questioning where their dates are. Yes, he is definitely not having fun. And Lewis decides, you know what? Maybe he doesn't like the music. I'll change the music. I I did not remember this at all. And I'm sorry, this part is fucking hilarious. Yes. He puts on a slave anthem. Right. Sweet low, sweet chariot. Yeah. And Lamar, you know, the, the one black guy in the fraternity goes over, the record scratches. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Right. So Judy, Judy offers to call her sorority the Omega Moos, um, and they're a bunch of spontaneous gals, and Lewis is very, very excited. Crush this ice for me, huh? Hey, guys, we got dates. Who? Judy's going to invite the Omega Moos over. Oh, no, not the Moos. Yeah. They're a bunch of pigs. That right there is probably one of my favorite parts of this entire movie. Poindexter with his hand in the in the blender. Yes, in the blender. And okay, so again, another thing that I had never seen before. Did you see what Booger was doing? No. He was pouring his bong water into a cup, and the bong water was as dark as coffee. <laughs> no, I never. I did not. Like he that. was going to drink this bong water, <laughs> but. The moos show up, and right. this is a repeat or is repeated, oh, depending on business. which one is first, of yeah. the scene in Risky Business. Except in that in that film, it's not with the same guy. It's with it's uh, Bronson Pinchot. Yeah, and one of the th- I, I I didn't notice it before this point, but I noticed it here, and it actually holds true for the rest of the movie. Booger has one thing that is consistent in pretty much every scene. What is that? He's got a heater? Yeah, he's got a heater in yes. pretty much every scene. Sure. He's great, man. He's awesome in this movie. And the party is a, I called it a typical middle school situation. Yes, yes. but okay, did, what song was playing? Oh, I don't, I don't remember that. It's not my notes. Are you ready for the, the sex? sex? And what other movie? Last American Virgin. That's right. And I brought that fact up while we, while we were talking about that movie. Yeah, it's in my notes. This is like a middle school dance or a middle school party where you've got the girls on one side and the boys on the other side. And they're all just kind of staring at each other, not knowing what the fuck to do. So, hey, let's let's introduce some entertainment. Yeah. Poindexter plays his violin. <laughs> and then poorly. Judy plays uh, the accordion, once again, yes. poorly. Yes, and UN is just sitting there shaking his head. He's not having a great no. time. He certainly is not. But uh, the party's not going well, and then Booger actually has a suggestion. Mm-hmm. This party isn't going very well, is it? I don't know why everybody's so uptight. Me either. Maybe we should eat. 
Maybe we should watch TV. Hey, guys. Wonder joints. And what do these wonder joints resemble? Uh, Tampons. Okay. Yeah, sure. I'll give you that. Yeah, they are the size of tampons. And the party takes off. Yes, takes off. We got Michael Jackson's Thriller playing. There are people dancing. Uh, I mean, everybody's having a gay old time, including Lamar, who's got this balloon around his head. You know, the, the kind of balloon that a magician makes balloon animals out of. And he's putting it down in his mouth like a dick. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is. And then and, Takashi is going down the stairs taking pictures. Correct. Yeah, what what they didn't tell you is that Takashi's last name was Wang. Hey, Wang, what's with the pictures? It's a parking lot. Come on, will you? But Lewis is uh, talking to a girl, and what is he talking about? Is it the robot? Yeah, he's talking about the robot. Uh huh. And yes. she's cute. And yeah, all these all these gals, they're sort of cute, but they they all have their imperfections. They're attainable cute. Yes, tall, a little bit wider, maybe some glasses, maybe some fucked up hair, but yes, correct, attainable cute. And she asks Lewis to dance, and he sucks at it. And it reminds me of the. <laughs> It's like the Elaine Bennis dance. Oh, yeah. Where he's, his knees are bopping up in the air and his, he's kind of like karate chopping at them <laughs> a little bit. But Poindexter is getting high. Yeah, he's got, he's, he's got, Poindexter has some moves as well. Right. And Poindexter's like, nothing, nothing, nothing. And UN actually cuts loose for just a second. Yes. And his minion it takes a hit. He's like, man, this, this is good some shit. good shit. And Booger is with two different moves at the same time. And he says, you moves really know how to party. Right, right, yeah. Poindexter is laughing he, or dancing. He's doing the where he kind of gets up and he's thrusting his crotch. Right. And actually that comes up in j- just a minute. But right before that, the girl that Lewis is dancing with pulls him in and she wants to go up to his room. Mm-hmm. And then Gilbert and Judy, they're comparing what? They're glasses. Yeah, they're prescriptions. Right. That's kind of cute. It's kind of cute. And you know what? Actually, when they switch glasses, those glasses actually suit the other person better. And then Wormser is talking to two girls, but he's not really talking to the girls so much as he's talking to... Their tits. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They're at tit level. Yeah, so he breaks the fourth wall a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. And then, and, now, uh, and now, now Booger is slow dancing. Yeah, and he's and totally he's grabbing just, ass. Just, just kind of digging into the, with, with, with both with, hands, with both hands. And a girl comes over and basically wants to break in. So he goes to the other girl, and he's doing the same thing. And the girl that he was just dancing with sits down and looks awfully dejected. And then uh, Poindexter, well, Poindexter has this exchange. Yes. Wait, wait, no, no, wait. Would you rather live in the ascendancy of a civilization or during its decline? Point Dexter, do you want to fuck or not? 
Have, have you ever had a woman just cut to the chase to no. you with that? No. That would have been nice. I have. It's fucking awesome. I bet it is. It, it just, you know, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sick of the runaround. Do you want to fuck or not? Okay. It's like, thank you. Thank you so much. Yes. So I, I don't know if I ever told the story. And if I did, please, please stop me. But you know, as far as cutting to the chase is concerned... There was mm-hmm. at this time I was at this uh, was at this concert with my buddies and my buddy I was single at the time and my buddy had a girlfriend and his girlfriend had a friend and one of my other buddies is just like oh oh you should go hook up with that chick you should go hook up with this chick and it was a thing where I was trying to enjoy this concert I didn't really care about the whole hooking up thing. And I went up to her and I just tapped her on the shoulder. I said, hey, you know, I'm Matt. <laughs> Can you do me a favor? Can you just like make out with me for a second? Because it'll get my buddies off my back about trying to hook up with you. <laughs> and it was like the best in ever. Okay. It just like completely cutting through any of it. The only problem is like then that's all she wanted to do for the rest of the night. Was make out with you? Well, that and... Then there's my buddy and his his girlfriend. He's come, Matt. Please, please do not fuck my girlfriend's friend. Okay. And I said that's not really my decision. <laughs> He's like, come on, for me. I'm like, I I'm sorry. I, I cannot promise you anything. <laughs> right. Anyway, right. go ahead. Back to the movie. Okay, so Lewis comes out of his room. Actually, the chick that he was banging, the tall. Omega Moo. She looked familiar. Was she in anything I, else, you know? No, I don't. Um, but uh, she, her dress is a little bit disheveled. And then Lewis comes out, and he's got a Hugh Hefner robe on, and he's smoking a pipe. <laughs> and he's blowing smoke rings. <laughs> right. Right. But then somebody lets a bunch of pigs in, uh, into the house, and uh, chaos ensues. Party kind of gets busted up. They go outside. And it's the uh, Alpha Betas and the Pies, and they sing Old MacDonald, and they moon them on a trailer. Yeah. And the thing is, I don't think it's actually said here, but UN, UN Jefferson, the head of the Lambda 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 National chapter, sees the fact that this discrimination is not completely different than racial discrimination. Sure. I guess, yeah. I, you know what? I never really thought about that. And... All of the Lambda Lambda Lambdas are, they're, they're discussing their options as far as right. what they possibly can do. And Booger has an idea and Gilbert has a counter idea, if you will. I say we blow their fucking houses up. Oh, we can't resort to violence. That'll just bring us down to their level. What do we do? We got to beat them at their own game. We've got to become the best fraternity on campus. You know, if we win that homecoming carnival, we can take over the presidency of the Greek Council. That would drive them crazy. But Gilbert, if we don't get approved by the Trilabs, we won't even be a fraternity. I say we blow the fuckers up. Oh, we can't do that. But you're right. Their action tonight demands an immediate retaliation. And if we don't, 
We're nothing but the nerds they say we are. I know what we're going to do. And this is where the movie really gets problematic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, because uh, they're going to do a panty raid. Well, the the panty raid itself, slightly problematic, but that's not where it is really bad. But the Mission Impossible theme comes up. And Uh to me, this looked more like a hotel than a sorority house. It wasn't a hotel. What did I read what it was? It was like an old rundown house. And they renovated the the hallway for it. And that's it. That's all they did is they renovated the hallway. But uh, Betty is walking down a hall and she's talking about getting the smell of pig off of her. And then there's a couple of the lambdas and I think it's uh, it's Lamar and Wormser. Correct. On camouflage. And there, one of them says something about the drill has a built-in silencer. Right. The IMDB notes specifically said that there's no such thing as a drill with a silencer. No. <laughs> it's physics. <laughs> and he, okay, completely. It's like, rem- it's, like, it's like Blue Thunder or Airwolf. Yeah, the whisper mode. <laughs> right. But completely remove the, the, the sound of the drill drilling through the ceiling. That, right. that, that's one thing. That's Correct. temporary. Correct. The bigger thing is the donut-sized hole <laughs> with, <laughs> with a, a fucking giant lens. Right, coming through. In, in their ceilings. I, I think they would notice that. <clears throat> right, a camera with a periscope. And then uh, Betty is talking to another woman in the bathroom. And at the very top of this podcast, you talked about how she has great boobs. Mm-hmm. She has, I, I think this is actually the technical term, she has puffy nipples. Yes. Yes, which I'm a fan of. I like that. We, I don't think I want to go down that road. But um, come on, go down it. Go down it, Matt. Go down it. Go. Down it. It's a big steep hill. You have no choice. You're committed. We have a commonality. Okay. With puffy nipples. And I'm not. A, I was not a big fan. Okay. Just leave it at that. Yeah. It sounds like somebody is outside. Your your door or your window? It, it, I think this is the big finale of the <laughs> the, the fireworks. I'm sorry, you there's nothing I can you do know about what it. Kinda, it kind of sounds like somebody's playing the soundtrack from the thing on dun, big dun, speakers outside dun, your house. Dun, yes, dun, dun. yes. It, it'd be much worse if I had the old microphone that picked up everything. That is okay. just like the 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 focus sound. So that's actually the sound of the fireworks bouncing off my face back into the microphone. Oh, okay. All right, so, yeah, but now Takashi and Booger are trying to get the panties from somebody? Yeah, and uh, it is, I would call her a house mom. She doesn't, she, she doesn't belong in this sorority. No. She's a she's a, a full-figured gal and then some. Do you think, wait, do you think she, do you, do you think she uh, throws shot put on the track team? Possibly. Step aside, Mama. I want to see some of that muff. Have pie. Have pie. <laughs> I should have pulled the ah from Porky's and mixed oh, those yeah. two together. Oh, like yeah. Like I did yes. with uh, um, Invasion USA. Sure. But, sure. but um, now we're now we're back at the house, and they get the, they get they got to get the connection up because what did they have to put an antenna up on top? Yeah, of they the put roof? in like a microwave transmitter on top of the house. Sure. 
And this is a longer version of a clip that we used multiple times on multiple mm-hmm. podcasts. But um, Booger has an issue with what they are seeing to date. Correct. This is bullshit. I want Bush. Pan down. Oh! We've got Bush. Oh, wow. We've got Bush. Oh, hell pie. <laughs> 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 this was your clip then because i forgot to pull that part yeah i i, I let it run out to that and yeah there i should have added uh yep so much wool you can knit a sweater <laughs> right yeah because poindexter has an erection that's his erection sound correct the next morning a bunch of them are still watching yeah they're still drinking beers <laughs> yeah Lewis is, yeah, he's like, hey, Takashi, throw me a beer. And he's eating a bowl of Cheerios, and he uses the beer as milk. Right. Mm-hmm. And Lamar comes down. Obviously, not Lamar's scene. Correct. And he asks, Wormser, haven't you had enough? No. No. So they've decided they are even with the pies, and the betas are next. Yes, they got to settle with the alpha betas, and they go into the locker room. Well, actually, first we see an alpha beta getting a massage from a trainer. Right. It's like, ah, shit, this shit burns. He's like, oh, you should see what happens when I don't cut it with water. It's and, liquid heat. Yeah, it's liquid heat. Mm-hmm. And you see just a hand grab, like, the uncut liquid heat. Correct. And, and they, they grab all the jocks and they throw them in the middle of the room. And this is said. Oh, okay, don't don't touch now. Okay, here, hit this one. Okay, looks like salad. <laughs> I don't yep. know why. That reminds me of Olive Garden. I don't know why. A lot of the lines in this movie were ad-libbed, including that one right there. Looks like salad. Um... What the fuck are Robster Cross? That was ad-libbed. Yeah. They just kind of rolled with it because a lot of them were very nervous what this what this movie was going to do. And once they got on set and started rolling with it, they just had a great time. Yeah. And I mean, I think, you know, it was a low budget film. I mean, $8 million. It was not mm-hmm. a huge exposure. It wasn't nothing. It wasn't a no budget film, but it, it became much larger than it was. And in, in the movie itself, the, the coach is now talking to the players, and he's giving yes. them a pep talk. But this is a very small college football team. I counted 20 guys. So, you know, some of them would have to play both yeah, ways. Yeah, Iron Man football. Right, right. And they're all starting to scream and as he's giving them a pep talk. And they're in agony, yanking out their cups. Except for? Ogre. But he tells them to go shower up. They all bail. They're running. And, and then Ogre's like, ah! And he tells him to go shower up. And then he's like, oh, shit. We didn't even practice. Yeah, shit. We forgot to practice. Right. And then Lewis calls UN mm-hmm. at the Lambda head chapter. And UN is happy that they fought back. They fought back. And he's like, he's like, you nerds, I mean, you guys finally fought back. And they are now officially part of the Trilam family. Correct. And so honestly, it's nice that they are accepted. Yes. Yes, they are. But that big, joy is a, short-lived. They take a group picture, and then they toast UN, who's not there. Uh, but what happens after they do that? They are burning. There's a sign that is burning on the lawn that says nerds. Correct. 
once again, kind of comparing to the whole racial angle, like a burning cross type thing. Right, right. But they're back at the Greek Council, and only the president can call a vote that would hurt the Alpha Betas and the Pies. Uh, and it's it's unfair. Yeah, well, and, Gable, Stan Gable is the president of the Greek Council, and he tables the vote. Correct. And so basically, uh, they say they've got to win the carnival, and I don't know why I didn't pull this clip from Major League. Win the whole fucking win, thing. Correct, correct. But so, now we we are at the carnival. I'm sorry, you were going to ask a no, question. No, I was going to ask a question. I was going to say they are at the Greek Games, the homecoming carnival. There's yes. three separate components. Correct. What are they? There's, there's the, the games. Yep. Fundraising. Yep. And the talent show. A musical competition, I think, is what it's called. Okay. And uh, the coach explains the the first competition. Hold on. Prior to that, though, as the dean is welcoming everybody to the games, the coach is sitting on one of those gray metal chairs. Okay. And, and he's just twirling a pistol around in his hand. <laughs> and he's pointing it. Just pointing yes. it. Right. I mean, it's a starter pistol. You remember yes. the, yeah. the trip. Have we talked about that in this no, podcast? No, we have not. The cross country coach who has since passed. Yes, there was a, a young. There was man an issue. Yeah, from my class who yeah. fell asleep in one of his classes, and he pulled out a starter pistol and shot. Did he shoot it in the air? Or he shot he it in it? the air. He sh- which, hey, I like that move. Not appropriate for high school, and it did get him in some, into some trouble. Not fired. Yeah. Today that would get your ass. Yeah, fired. and the thing is. Um, he is he was my coach for for track uh-huh and honestly one of the nicest guys ever highly respectable or highly respected i should say teacher and coach a very very strong christian background his whole family had a very strong christian background yeah he he was a good guy and he he was i mean i was not worthy of being on the team for him because I did not try as hard as I should have for him. He was a great person. Okay. Um, but the coach, uh, is explaining the first competition, which it, let me play this clip out and then we'll talk about the problems with this first okay. competition. All right. Okay. The object of the race is to complete 20 laps around the track while stopping every lap for a mandatory pit stop. At which time the driver will chug a beer. Don't have a fucking chance, nerd. Oh, thank you. Good luck to you too, Buck. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. I don't know if that was your clip or mine, honestly. That was mine. That was mine. Okay. So far, I've only heard my clips. You've, you've I've played other- versions of, of your clips that I actually pulled my version of it. Yes. But yeah. that's neither here nor there. So... 20 laps. 20 beers would... 20 beers me. would put you fucking under. Yes. And if if you drink 20 beers in 10 hours, you are barely able to stand. Yes. 20 beers in A even hour? an hour, Yeah. you're past the fuck out. Or no, you're vomiting. You're, 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 your stomach, you know... I mean, you've, you've seen... Or have heard of people who try to drink a gallon of milk in an hour. Sure. 
and you can't do it. Your your body just says, I don't have room for this. It's going out the way it came in. Did, did you ever, when you were in school, do you ever do a case race? I don't know what that is. Case races, you have four people, mm-hmm. and you have two teams, and you have a case of beer each. Okay. And it's basically a race to see who can finish their case of beer first. Okay, so two on two. Yeah, two on two. So you got to okay. drink a 12-pack, basically. Oof. That's, yeah. That, that was is. big in college, and, and so is Century Club. You familiar with Century Club? It's shots, but it's mm-hmm. shots of beer. Okay. It's a shot of beer every minute for 100 minutes. Okay. It's tough, but it's much more doable than a case race. Yeah. I've done both. Okay. Yeah, it's... See, my problem with drinking is I, I've never passed out before. I will... You've never myself. passed out? I've never passed out. I've passed out at your house. I've, I, I, I puke. Before I pass out. But still, you can puke and pass out. Mm, I don't think I've passed out, though. I don't think. It's just you puked and then you're just lying there and the bed is spinning. And finally you fall asleep, but I don't consider that passing out. I've I think passed out pa- at your house when you were there. And I've also passed out at your house when you were not there. <laughs> <laughs> and you've passed out at my house when I was there. And we tried putting your hand in warm water. Was that when I had to get to the point? Yes, you had to get to the point. Yeah, that's a dick move, Doug. <laughs> I was a junior in high school, man. I passed out at your house when I was a senior in high school? That was the point night was when I was in high school? Uh-huh. How could I have been drinking that much in high school? I don't know. I was a good kid. Anyway. <laughs> they, we're, we're, we're actually we're burying the lead a little bit here. They gave Takashi a pill. Trichloromethylene, which... Also, IMDb made a point of telling me <laughs> not that it was real. A, fic- a fictional pill. Yes. What did this pill do? It counteraffects the effect of alcohol. Correct. And uh, here's Takashi towards the end of the race. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll shout you. Come on. You feeling okay, Tashiro? Oh, fucking great. Go, go, go. The fucking great thing. It's awesome. Here we go. And all the crashes of the other teams crashing. Yes. We only got one more lap to go, buddy. It's just you and the Alpha Betas. Danny, you let that nerd beat you and you're nothing. You understand that? No sweat. He lost that love chance now. Go, Who was it that lost that race on the Alpha Beta Burke. side? Burke. He was like the third Alpha Beta. Yeah, he played Captain America in the 1990 version of Captain America. Oh, was that the uh, the one that you cannot get? <laughs> I, I believe so, yes. But yeah, so Takashi wins. Do you think that he went to the used panty vending machine in Japan after he won to celebrate? No, because he was in California. Yes, but I think he made. You know that there. Have you heard that? Heard that there what? are pant, panty, panty vending machines. 
in Japan. No idea what you're talking about, Doug. Okay, all right. <laughs> just fucking yeah, I absolutely know what you're talking about. That's <laughs> me. Of course I know. <laughs> Those Japanese people are crazy, man. Well, they blur pubic hair <laughs> right. in porn, which is weird I because know they have all this tentacle shit going on. Right, right. But uh, the next event is what? The Trojan horse. Which, yeah, Ogre is the person that's sitting on the Trojan horse, and they can't even move him at all. Yes, and he's got his big trophy full of beer. Spitting, he, once again. Spitting, yes. And and who, who does it on the Trilabs? Is it Poindexter? It is Poindexter. And then uh, the next event is what? Arm wrestling and... The nerds are, are getting beat by women. Right. <laughs> Except for Except, a booger. Ex- right, right. He, he has because, an alternate way of doing it. Yeah, he goes knuckle deep and picks out a booger, smears it on the chick's hand. She loses, and then he's like, you know, holding up his hand with his finger in the air, and everybody's booing him. And uh, Ogre almost loses to one of the Omega moves. And yeah, he beats her in the end, but he is, he's tapped. Yes. At that point. Yeah. And then there's the, the tug of war. Mm-hmm. And the nerds know that they can't win. Because everybody's everybody else is just getting wasted by the alpha betas. And they they do the smart thing. They're going to lose anyway. They just let the rope go, which causes the alpha betas to fall. Right. And the dean is laughing at this. <laughs> and he looks at the coach and he just keeps on laughing. Like, fuck you. Yeah, but the, yeah, the coach is very not impressed by this. And what is the the next competition? Oh, it's the uh, belching contest. Frankly, I'm not too wild about this next event, but it has become a tradition here at Adams. The belching contest. Our first of two finalists, Frederick W. Polowatsky. Ogre, you asshole. Uh, ogre. And from the Lambda Moo team, Dudley Dawson. Booger. Booger. Two things about that clip. Okay. Um, number one, there's a part in the middle where as Booger is walking up, he puts out his heater in Ogre's cup. Tro- trophy. Yeah, which it's I thought was trophy. awesome. Yes. And actually, there's three things. The second thing is, he is so proud after he wins. <laughs> yes. And it's. A, did you see what kind of beer that was? No. Meisterbrow. Okay. That was our go-to beer. Well, it's cheap. In high, in high school, yeah, you could get a case for like six bucks. But- Honestly, in in retrospect, the belch was realistic because it was not that impossibly long. Mm-hmm. And I, somehow in my mind, I thought it was going to be something ridiculously long and drawn well, we, out, and it wasn't. We used it for sound of the week. Yeah, I know. 
But uh, that, was, that may have been the last one that you got, <laughs> and that was like a it's year ago. Been, it's been a hot minute. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but what's the next event, man? The, the javelin. <laughs> right. And th- this is where, as I'm watching this movie, the scoring does not make sense. Okay. Because the lambdas will win an event, and they will fall further behind the alpha betas each time. Okay. But here is the clip for the javelin throw. Wait till you see Lamar's throw. How come? Worms is a master at aerodynamics, and he designed the javelin to go along with Lamar's limp-wristed throwing style. Not appropriate. Yeah, and when he does, when Lamar does throw, it's to a a shitty version of the song from Chariots of Fire. Da, 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 da. Right. I just love the whoop, 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 as the javelin is like wobbling in the air. Correct, correct. Unfortunately, the the guy who played Lamar was not gay. Well, that's not the unfortunate. Thing, <laughs> Sorry for you, Doug. But yeah, he had to in all the rest of his movies, he had to kind of prove his heterosexuality. Uh, yes, yeah. Because he, I mean, it's in today's day and age. You wouldn't be able to do that unless you were actually a gay actor. Right. Yeah, that's probably true. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as I said before, even when the nerds win, or sorry, the lambdas win, they they lose ground in the overall scoring. And now we are to the fundraising part of the competition. Correct. And the alpha betas, they have a kissing booth. Right. And the lambdas are selling pies. And... Betty is all horned up from all the kissing, but Stan blows her off. And this is where the big problem in this movie (laughs) happens. Sure, sure. But Lewis grabs Stan's mask, and he goes to meet Betty in the funhouse. Well, first he shows up to the kissing booth, and he has his, like, top hat. Right. Because he's a magician. Because everybody's dressed up in costumes. Um, And... He pulls. He shows up to Betty, and he pulls out all these tickets that he bought. So kind of counterproductive to their cause, right? But uh, Betty says, "Oh, I'm on a break now," and she shoves the big fat chick that uh, cock blocked Booger and Takashi. Oh, is that the, the house marm? Okay. Yes. Yeah. The, the she the hammer throw gale. But there are actually. Lewis grabs Stan's mask. Yes. And there are actually two versions of this scene. Okay. And uh, here's the first one, which was not actually in the theatrical release. Okay. No, that's not it. Fuck. (laughs) See, Betty goes in by herself at first. Put your mouth on it like that before. That feels so good. Are you gonna fuck me now? You're that nerd. Hey, Betty. But Stan never ate my pussy like that. It feels so good. How can that be? Well, you see, Betty, all those jocks think about is sports and. Touching each other's asses. All us nerds think about is crushing girls' pussy. That and 
and Tron. Tron. So, are you gonna crush my pussy now? That's a big 10-4, good buddy. And now it's time for Name That Porn Star. I really liked how you played the theme song as the clip was still going. That was good, man. Well, that clip was so long, and I didn't know where to cut it off. Yeah, I know that that was from Revenge of the Nerds parody because I told you about it. (laughs) Yeah, you told me you didn't have a clip. I'm like, yeah, there it is. It's right there. Is that Britney Stryker? Uh, That would be a big... Raven Alexis. Okay, all right. And I watched that movie for about four hours today. Did you really? <laughs> and, a 90-minute movie. You yeah. watched it for four hours. Okay. And it follows the plot <laughs> beat for beat. Except when you and Jefferson nailed the blowjob. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. I, I thought about that, but it's like it didn't fit in well. And this one actually kind of like fit right into... The thing. And the only difference between this scene and the scene as it actually happens in the film is in the porn version, Betty's actually masturbating before Lewis comes in. Right. Lewis, but Lewis takes her into the giant waterbed. Yeah. He, he takes her into, uh, well, it's, she actually says, uh, do you want to do it on do the it. moon? Yes. But that's, it's not like a bouncy house. It's like a giant waterbed that they're on. Right. Yes. And. Go ahead. Go ahead. Stand. That was wonderful. You did things to me you've never done before. <gasps> You're that nerd. Yeah. Oh, God, you were wonderful. Thanks. <sighs> Are all nerds as good as you? Yes. How come? Because all jocks think about is sports. All we ever think about is sex. There's so many things wrong with this part of the movie. Oh, yeah. I, but, you know, now in this day and age, this is how you need to get consent. Uh, listen, I think you're really pretty and interesting, and I'd kind of like to take you upstairs and totally crush your pussy. Would that be acceptable to you? Oh, well, I, I guess it would. No, I'm sorry. I need affirmative consent. I'll need you to say, yes, you may take me upstairs and crush my pussy at this time. South Park, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I actually I looked for a clip I could not find about it. It was called Consent is Sexy. Okay. And it, it basically is a bit-by-bit thing. It's like, can I, can I put my hand on your leg? Yes. Can I? And it goes, it escalates uh, like up the scale. And I, I can't even talk about it. <laughs> okay. How, how fucked up the whole thing is where it's like everything is, is a stopping point where it's like, okay, I touch your leg. I touch your thigh. I touch you. Know, it's, it's it's crazy to think that that is kind of the expectation in, instead of like things just progressing naturally as you are in that position with a woman. I mean, obviously, yeah. she says stop, you stop. But at the same time, it's like, how can you possibly do that in a way where you are stopping every, you know, six inches along the way of, you know, asking the question? Right. It's, you know. Have you had conversations with your boys about it? No, I haven't. Okay. I know at some point I will. Um, 
I mean, we've talked about that, you know, if a woman says no, right. It's just like, you know, that is it. You know, there's no, it's not a debate. It's not a, you know, can I convince you? Can I change your mind or anything like that? It is just the way it is. Yeah. No. and, And that's the way it has to be. But I mean, you think about, we grew up in a completely different age and this will come up once again in my question, but I'd like to think that I will, I always erred on the side of respectability. And I know that you did because that, that's why people thought you were gay. Right. Of course. Yeah. Cause I wanted to slow roll it because I wanted to respect the woman. Uh, plenty of times where I, where it didn't go that way, but it was not the kind of woman that I was going to bring home to mom. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey, did, did you see the, the Chi-Chi's Long Island, Long Island iced tea thing I sent you? Is that what that was? I didn't think. Of... Yeah. Oh, yeah, that is a Chi-Chi's logo. Look at that. Yeah, I'm not lying to you, Doug. i tell you the truth. Uh, yeah, right. Sometimes. <laughs> but actually, we missed a big chunk of this whole conversation. Okay. Uh well, she she asked him to take off the mask. He didn't. And then we go back to the, the Lambdas are selling pies for charity. Correct. The Alpha Betas have sold $1,200 worth of Kisses. kissing tickets. Yeah. And the Lambda Lambda Lambdas have sold $2,000 worth of pies. And they, they want to wonder, what's so special about these pies? So they send Ogre over. Ogre grabs a pie from a guy that just bought one. Get your own. And it's basically just a tin with some whipped cream in it. <laughs> cool whip. Yes, cool whip. <laughs> and, but uh, and at the bottom of the, the pie tin is a picture of Betty Topless. I would have to say that she was not the only one that they had a picture of. Uh, it looked like a stack and they were all Bettys. But they said guys are going back and buying two or three That's what didn't time. make sense. Right. It's like, do you say, have one on the left side and the right side, and you're jerking to both of them at the same time? No, I don't I, understand I, that. I would say that they probably had other women, but they just showed Betty's puffy nipple. Tits. Yeah, and, and that's where the puffy nipples yes. are very obvious is in very, this picture. Very, very obvious, yes. Yeah, and, and Stan, you know, Stan's like, that's my pie. <laughs> but Betty is very satisfied after – it's not even sex, is it? It's just – he just goes down on her, right? Correct. And when Lewis reveals himself, uh, she's absolutely fine with it, which was the clip we played before. Mm-hmm. But she wants to meet him after the pep rally. Correct. And after the charity event, everything is tied. And this is so absolutely 80s tropish. <laughs> you know, it comes down to the boat race or the ski race or the, uh, you know, the, the talent show. It, it or the, the the final hole on a golf tournament. It is very tropey with the 80s where it all comes down to this last thing. Yes, because they're all tied up. And now it's time for skits. And they there's one fraternity and sorority that does a row, row, row your boat. Jen thought skit. that was cute. <laughs> I never realized until this time that it was a BJ skit. Yeah. I did not know because the chicks come up and they wipe their mouths off. Well, you got a little cum on their mouth, so. Right. And then there's two comedians that are talking, uh, you know, what's the, well, we'll play the clip. What is the dirtiest thing ever said on television? Dirtiest thing ever said on television. 
I don't know. Tell me. Ward, I think you were a little hard on the beaver last night. <laughs> so I went to YouTube and I'm like, I wonder if that was real. And I couldn't find that, but I did make a compilation of dirty Leave it the Beaver clips. Gee, Mrs. Cleaver, your hair looks nice. Thank you, Eddie. Where are your rubbers? I gave the beaver a hot bath. It was a little worse for wear. <laughs> I'm not in such good shape myself. Could be awfully rough on the beaver, I'm afraid. Hope you weren't too hard on the beaver. No, not at all. Shit. Or, I'm sorry, golly. Yeah. <laughs> but the betas and the pies have a bit, it's a cross-dressing skit where the football players are dressed up as cheerleaders and the cheerleaders right. of the pies are dressed up as the football guys. They always call him Mr. Football. It was stupid. It's not it very dumb. good. It's not it very went, good. Did, did you see what the score was on the scoreboard? No, it was it 69 to nothing? Yes, 69 to nothing. I didn't even notice that, but yeah, that'd be the, the obvious guess for what it was. But Correct. Betty is still involved. Yes. And um, then we get to the the Lambda 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 presentation. And and which one do you want first? Um, I want the parody version first. Clap your hands, everybody, and everybody clap your hands. We are the cohort colonists and more the Jews. Hey there. We're out here on stage tonight to do a show for you. We got Peterson on the violin, and Quagmire and Joe will be joining in. We got Stumpy Seamus on the lead guitar, and he's going to give you a great big... we could rip off movies <laughs> that's what this podcast is all about baby all right now play the real version oh. <laughs> it's like my house right now right And there's Takashi in the multiple reasons why it's wrong. Full Indian headdress as an Indian chief. As a Japanese Japanese guy, yeah, it's wrong. Everybody and everybody clap your hand. We lambda, 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 and Omega Moon. And we've come here on stage tonight to do a show for you. We got a rocking rhythm and a high tech sound that'll make you move your body down to the ground. We got Point Dexter on the violin, and Lewis and Gilbert will be joining in. We got Booga Presley on the mean guitar, and a rap by little Omi Lamar. We got Takashi beating on his gong. The boys and the moves are clapping along. And just when you thought you seen it all, along comes a lambda four foot tall. So we to come on out here on the floor, so we can work our bodies like never before. Break. 
couple of questions here. Okay. Uh, why was Takashi an American Indian? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, so there's another kid that I rode the bus with whose parents were divorced, and his dad would take him to inappropriate movies for our age group. And we would sing this song on the bus. We had it memorized. Yeah, little, there's some things that are wrong with that song, but you know what? Great entertainment. I liked it. All right. So, what was your break dancing experience? Oh, none. I could not break dance. I tried doing. I can do the moonwalk, and that's oh, it. Oh, yeah. No, I, 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 I do it very shittily. But the dean announces that the Lambda Moo team has won. Yes. And they make Gilbert the president of the next Greek council. Correct. And Stan, Stan Gable of the Alpha Betas is pissed. And well, he, need, he needs to bang. I got to get rid of some of this anger. Come on, Betty, let's go pump some iron. No, Stan, I don't think so. What do you mean you don't think so? Come on, let's go. Why not? I've got a date with a tri lamb. <laughs> a tri lamb. Here's your pen. Wait, Betty. Come on. God, I'm in love with a nerd. <laughs> so she got her box child really good and she's in love with somebody. So Lewis was so good at eating pussy. <laughs> yes. That it can overcome everything else. Right. Well, I lived with the dude for a while and I can't remember what we were watching if we were watching some sort of pageant. Or if it was something, and it was there's some hot chick from like Ecuador or somewhere in South America, and he's like, "Oh, I would marry her in a second. And I looked at her, him, and I'm like, "Really, man? Because she's got great tits. What if she's a complete fucking cunt?" He's like, "Oh, I'd still marry her." Like, okay. Wait, was that voice accurate? Because <laughs> oh. <laughs> then I know, then I know yeah. who it was. Yeah, of course. Okay. Yes, yes, that was voice accurate. <laughs> Okay, but uh, the coach really, really not happy with Stan and the rest of the Alpha Betas, and this is long, so just stick with it. Okay. Gable. Yeah, coach. I want to see you and the other girls in the locker room now. Yes, sir. When you were a baby in your crib, your father looked down at you. He had but one hope. Someday my son will grow to be a man. Well, look at you now. You just got your asses whipped by a bunch of goddamn nerds. Nerds! Well, if I was you, I'd do something about it. I would get up and redeem myself in the eyes of my father, my maker, and my coach. And so what do they do? They go and they completely trash the Trilamb's house. And the, the Lambdas are crushed. And I, well, I, they're, 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 they're walking back and they're laughing. And well, it, I mean, they've had this huge victory. They've, they've won 
this competition. They control but, the Greek council. It's like everything is going their way. Yeah. But yeah, the Alpha Betas completely trash their house. The Trilams come back. Did you see on the stairway what was written? No. It says nerds. And it looks like it's brown. Like it was written in shit. No, I, I, I did not see that. But Yeah, it, lo- it looks like the word nerds was written in poop. And this is where I think it's Gilbert has like a re- realization he's never had before. I'm a nerd. Actually, that's, that's Lewis. Lewis. Yes. Welcome to the real world. I never really wanted to believe that. It's okay. It's not okay. We're nothing. We let them destroy our house. Lewis, we're going to control the Greek Council next year. Big deal! You'd be dead by then, Gilbert. Nobody cares. Don't you understand that? The university doesn't care. There's nothing we can do about it. I think we got something good going, and I'm not going to let them take it away from us. Gilbert, don't be a fool. You just get yourself hurt again. Now, the end of that quote is important. You'll get yourself hurt again. Is is there like a deleted scene here, or are they talking about when they got tarred and feathered before? Uh, maybe that, or I, you know, I do know that there were some deleted scenes. There were some storylines that were. Yeah, there was a whole thing I played earlier. Yes, yes. <laughs> but uh, Gilbert walks out, and he goes to the pep rally. Correct. And the coach is announcing the team. And Gilbert walks in, and he gets grabbed by Gable, who's like, uh, well, Stan Gable, an ogre, and gets thrown into the fountain. Correct. Correct. And as they introduce, the coach introduces those guys, then Gilbert comes, walks, walks up, tries grabbing the microphone, and the, the coach grabs the microphone and is like choke almost choking Gilbert yeah. with the microphone. And this is when the Dean stands up to the coach. Come on. Leave him alone. Coach. I said leave him alone. What did you say? You heard me. I'll break his goddamn neck if he doesn't You will do nothing of the sort. Don't touch that boy. Says who? Says me. You asshole. Hold it, coach. You just hold it right there. That's you, Ed. Yeah. <laughs> it's very uh, Animal House-esque. Right. And you missed that clip earlier, by the way. Oh, I did. Yes. Yeah. That's all right. So, but this is this is where I noticed that, hey, you know what? There's not a single black guy on this football team. They probably aren't that good. But... UN and the rest of the Lambda, Lambda, Lambda National Committee basically are there as <laughs> gatekeepers, as you will. Yes. And they say, okay, say your piece. And there's two parts here, and they're split. But here, here's the first part. Okay. Uh, I just wanted to, to say that, that I'm a nerd. And I'm here tonight to... Stand up for the rights of other nerds. I mean, uh, all our lives, we've been laughed at and made to feel inferior. And, and tonight, those bastards, 
They trashed our house. Why? Because we're smart? Because we look different? Well, we're not. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. And then Lewis shows up. Yes. And he takes the mic, and here, here's the second part of that long clip. Hi, Gilbert. <laughs> I'm a nerd, too. I just found that out tonight. We have news for the beautiful people. There's a lot more of us in our view. I know there's alumni here tonight. When you went to Adams, you might have been called a spaz or a dork or a geek. Any of you that have ever felt stepped on, left out, picked on, put down, whether you think you're a nerd or not, why don't you just come down here and join us, okay? Come on. And this is when Betty runs over to him. Hi, Betty. Hi. Just join us, because uh, <laughs> no one's really going to be free until nerd persecution ends. <laughs> and nope. the crowd's Nobody's... all running over. And... Okay, so while... Lewis and Gilbert were giving their speeches. Everybody that they were showing in the crowd were wearing glasses. <laughs> and then Gilbert says, nobody's going to be free until nerd persecution ends. Really? And then, you know, the thing I loved about the scene is everyone from the marching band joined. Yes. Yeah. Band nerds. Come on. Or band geeks. That's what they were called. And then the... The dean at the end actually basically reassigns living assignments. You know, Coach, I think I'm going to let these boys live over at the Alpha Beta house while you and your boys rebuild theirs. And where the hell are we going to live? Yeah, what about us, huh? Your jocks go live in the gym. I walked out of this film with such high hopes for my future. <laughs> for your people. <laughs> only to be crushed by the reality of the world. <laughs> yes. So here's the thing. Betty is just a complete fucking cunt in oh, this oh, entire yeah. film. And then because she gets her box chowed awesomely by a nerd, suddenly she's redeemed. She's just, she's turned. Well, I mean, honestly... And I only can speak from personal experience. Being really, really good at chowing box can can get you far in life. Sure. So. Okay. All right. So. Oh, this may sound silly to you, but kids go completely ape if you do three things in a picture. Defy authority, destroy property, and take people's clothes off. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, it, it covers all three pretty well. Oh, yeah. Did it hold up, Matt? <sighs> this is tough. Um, it starts really slow. It does pick up, and the end has such a great feel to it 
but it is such a tough film to rationalize the things <laughs> yeah. that happen during it. Yeah. Um, no, it does not. No, it doesn't. I mean, it's okay. It's great. I loved it. I yeah. love watching it. But yeah, there, there's so many things that are wrong with it. <laughs> but maybe that's what's great about it now. Oh. Is because there are things that are just completely wrong with it. Well, you know this movie is being remade. Is it really? And do you know who the, the person behind it is? No. Seth MacFarlane. Oh, okay. And, I mean, that gives me he, hope. Because he gets a pass. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like, uh, I I don't know. I mean, I don't know if they can make this film be the same thing without sacrificing what it is. Uh, he gets a pass on so many things because, uh, yeah. because of his library. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I really do. Would you recommend it? Oh, fuck. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would. The first half, like I said, the first like half an hour is really slow and oh, not see, that I good. I don't think so. I, I think, think it picks for... up in the last half is good. And, it is is very much a it's a relic of when it was made mm-hmm. but it has its moments it really does and there's some shit that's funny and who, who's your favorite character oh it's like i said before takashi uh, takashi and booger yeah booger All is the, my favorite character yeah <laughs> and poindexter some of the shit that poindexter does too is good okay so any any last thoughts no man i'm I, I, I apologize that it took 65 podcasts to get to Revenge of the Nerds, but <laughs> I'm glad we finally did it. Okay, so... Watcha. 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 Oh, that was kind of creepy. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to do this? Watcha. 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 <laughs> What you watching? I've had that for a couple of weeks. I just forgot about it. <laughs> okay. All right. You want to go first? Who goes first? Uh, it's your week. Go ahead. All go right. first. I finished watching Nobody with Bob Odenkirk. 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 That's just two weeks in a row. Yeah. <laughs> you can't fucking get it right. <laughs> You've correct. It's awesome, man. It's really good. I really, really enjoyed it. The action is good. The story is good. It's... I may watch it again. That's how much I enjoyed it. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm all caught up on Loki. I have an episode of Bad Batch to watch. Um, I watched A New Hope with my boys, and they got incredibly pissed off at me because I was one of those guys. Where are you going with that thing? And then five <laughs> seconds later, and, and, and every time they did it, my youngest was sitting next to me, and I'd elbow him. I'm like, hey, 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 hey. Yeah, they started getting pissed off at me for, for uh, reciting all the lines. They'd never seen it before? Uh, they'd never seen it from beginning to end. Now, which one did you watch? The one that's on Disney right now with McClunky. Okay. <laughs> so and, I al- and I also think that there's another line that when they're in the um, cargo hold, of the Millennium Falcon and the two stormtroopers are walking through and then they meet and they face each other and then they walk out. I, I've never seen that version. So, but 
there's is there a line where one stormtrooper says to the other, "There's nobody on the ship." I think that line was recently added. No, no, I think that's in the. I'd have to go back and check. I have the original. I mean, I, I have. I know you do. But <sighs> okay, sorry. Continue. Okay, um, I I'm about halfway through Tomorrow War on Amazon Prime with Chris Pratt. Okay, it's a cool concept. Not executed greatly. It's okay. It's and it's Chris Pratt. The only way that I've ever seen Chris Pratt is haha funny guy. Sure. Right? Yeah. Um which concerns me a little bit because several weeks ago I talked about a book series that I'm reading by this author, Jack Carr, this about this character, an ex Navy SEAL, James Reese. Um, and they are making the first book into an Amazon series starring Chris Pratt as a protagonist. And this character is very serious. He's got a little bit of humor, but not that much. Not a lot of Chris Pratt humor. So, but the, I listened to a podcast with the author and he's like, yeah, the guy that I thought of while I was writing these books was Chris Pratt. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. But Tomorrow War, it, I, I'm interested to see where it goes. Um, the whole There's a lot of time travel stuff in there, and they make some logic of it. I'm hoping they expand on it a little bit as I get deeper into the movie, but we will see. Have you it. seen Passengers? Yes. I liked that movie. I really did. Mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting. Um, it's it's very tropey, like yeah. Oblivion. No, but it has this... Um, what what is fucking Stephen King um, shining thing to it? Yes, yes, it does. And With, uh, what's that dude's name? Chris Pratt. No, the guy who plays the bartender. Uh, Loki. No, it's not, <laughs> no, it's not Loki. <laughs> no, I don't know. Okay. Okay, is that it? That's it. That's okay. all I've been watching. So uh, I continued to watch like Kim and Kath stuff. Oh, why? <laughs> why? <laughs> Are you wanting me to do the math voice? <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I'm math and I'm OCD. I can't, I gotta watch everything all the way through. Yep. And then uh, Black Monday, up to, did on Black Monday. Um, watch, uh-huh. uh, finish season two of Dirty John. Okay. I'm, I'm sure you haven't watched that. I have not watched that. Um, I, would, I would have told you. Yeah. I would have told you that. Okay, season it. one, better than season two. Season okay. two leads to my question that's coming up. Okay. Just so you know. All right. I'm about uh, three quarters of the way through next week's movie. Mm-hmm. And then I I picked up uh, Broadchurch season three, which I watched the first two seasons three years ago and then just never watched the third season. I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, it is a British television series. It's on Netflix. Um, it stars, uh, oh, God, it's David Tennant who was everybody's favorite doctor, and I fucking hated him as the doctor. But you wouldn't like it because the first two seasons deal with kid death, and I know that's uh, not like yeah. a thing you can not, deal with. Yeah, not a fan. So, um, and that is basically it. So okay. I actually have a... Doug's got a question for Matt. Oh, shit, it's wrong. Matt's got a question for Doug. Okay. Are you a good person? (sighs) 
I am now. I didn't used to be a good person. Okay, I say made, more. Okay, I made lots of mistakes. Everybody I did lots does. Of, it's yeah, fair. yeah, yeah, but it's it was, you know, I didn't have good role models, and I lived vicariously. I tried living vicariously. No, that's that. No, I didn't try living vicariously. I tried living the same model as my role models, which were not great. Okay. Um, my missus came into my life and made me a good person because of the positivity that she put upon me. She was raised, born and raised in, in, into a good family and made good decisions and had good role models. And she exuded those traits onto me the best that she could. When we, um, sorry, you're sending me a text and I got distracted. <laughs> <laughs> we have a little bit, a little bit okay. to, an- to answer your question. Yeah, it's fine. Um, and, and yeah, it's, you know, there's certain things that I wish I would have done in, in life. Join the military, become you know, either a, a law enforcement officer or a professional firefighter. This is the path that I have chosen. But a, along that way, I've decided, okay, well, I wasn't an LEO or a firefighter or a, me- a member of the military. So what can I do to give back to my community? Well, I was a volunteer firefighter for 10 years. And now, you know, between coaching baseball and, um, being a leader in Cub Scouts and a leader in Boy Scouts and trying to do, you know, small, awesome shit for my, for my neighbors. I mean, that's what it's all about. It's doing some good, little good things. I mean, people say, well, I work nine to five. I don't have time to do something good. Well, you don't have to do big good things. You can do small good things and it's the macro lip ripples that flutter through life and and create this butterfly effect of you do this little thing for this person and then they do this little thing for that person. And it just, you know, kind of goes and goes and goes and goes. And one little, one good little deed can make a big difference in your world, so to speak. Okay. So yeah, I guess I'm a good person. Do I waste time doing shit like this? That yeah. doesn't make you a bad person. I mean, no, I mean, no, that no. in no way does this make you a bad person. No, no, it, it's, I mean, could my time be used? Yeah, everybody's enough? time could be spent doing better shit that has nothing to do with being a good person, in my yeah. opinion. There are better people than me. Yeah, well, obviously. Yes. Um, what about uh, you? No. Are you a good, are you a good person? Question. Second part okay. of the question. Oh, there's a second part? There's man, three I'm parts just, to this question. Oh, fuck, man. I just poured my soul <laughs> all over this microphone, and now you're going to ask more? God damn. Sorry. Um, what makes a person a good person? Everything that I just said. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I should have played the trick. Okay, 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 okay. You know, not being an asshole. You know, it's... It's easy to be an asshole. It really, really is. Okay. And it's, it's, I mean, it's hard. It's, it is hard 
doing good shit. And, and that's why our world is suffering because it's easy to just fucking pop over on Facebook and Instagram and looking at other people's posts and going, Oh, I wish I did that. Oh, I wish I did that. Well, stop looking at that shit and go do something fucking awesome. Okay. And here, here's the last one, last part of it. And I know the answer to this one. It's just a matter of whether you will be honest here or not. Mm -hmm. Are you friends with people that are not good people and why? Uh, most of the people I'm with are good people. And I should say that. I should, let me retract that. Everybody that I am friends with are good people that have negative traits. I have negative traits. I think everybody has Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with that part. Yes, everybody has negative traits. Yeah. But everybody that I'm friends with, they're, you know, they do good shit in this world. Uh, they're good parents, but they have some... There are some people that don't have those negative traits. There are some people who are just fucking awesome. Um, I am not one of them. I'm a fucktard half the time. <laughs> but, you know, it's just yeah, some people, some, you know, everybody has shit that, 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 they, that they, they've got to deal with. And does that bring them down in a certain way? Sure. There, but then there are some people that are good people, but they choose to do fuckstick things. <laughs> and that's just the way it is, man. Okay. So, to be fair, okay. I, I will answer all of these. Okay. I think I am. Um, mm -hmm. and, and, and I think I'm a good person in that. And it's not that I do not do harm, because I do. And I realize that. But the harm that I do is unintentional. Like Doug being a bitch about this podcast, <laughs> and and I realized that as as I was doing it is there are people that take things that I do for comedic effect personally, and that's not the intent. And and that is the thing is like I don't do anything out of malice, and I understand intent doesn't necessarily influence how it is received. And I apologize for that silently, but I don't intend to hurt anybody that I, yeah. I don't try to do anything like that. As far as what makes a person good is that's what it is. It's their intent is, is their intent net positive is what they're trying to put out into the universe as a whole, a net positive thing. My goal in life is to be, at worst, net negative, in that nobody is worse or better for having met me. I think that I probably fall on the positive side of the ledger there. At least I hope I do. In the last part, am I friends with any bad people? Absolutely. 100%. Okay. And a lot of them are friends by association. Okay. Multiple of which we've mentioned on this podcast tonight. Mm -hmm. Um, and the reason I say that is because they do things with malice. Yeah. Um, 
but it is is not a primary thing because when when you are part of a collective, you are part of a group. You end up being associated with people who are not directly associated with you necessarily, but they are friends with you or they are associated with you because of the collective element. And that's kind of what it is. I don't have a ton of people that I'm close to, but when you look at the larger perspective, there definitely are people that I am finger quotes friends with who are absolutely toxic and absolutely bad people. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say bad people. I, I, I would. And I, it's toxic, yeah, and it's. <clears throat> I love these people, but I have found that I've had to distance myself. And I apologize. I realize I'm putting you in a tough spot here. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. It's you know it's but you come to a, you come to a point in your life where you just have to say these people are toxic. It's. What do they bring to the table for you? Is is the is the net negative or positive? No, I mean look at look at it from this perspective, Doug. I walked away from you. Yeah, I walked away from everybody in Wisconsin because of a couple people Mm -hmm. that I'm friends with, and I mean that's all there is to it, Mm -hmm. in my perspective. I wouldn't call those bad people, but it's... I would. Okay. And they're friends right. of mine. Okay, well, not really. I wouldn't call them friends of yours. I would... Now I would... Eh. You would, you would now I would refer... You would refer to them as associates. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay, so I think you got something, so... I do. Howdy, partners. Now it's time for Listener Reaction Roundup. Yeehaw! All right, so you had somebody graduate from high school, and I got a send-me-money certificate in the mail. (laughs) Because that's what that is, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, it's like you're getting married, right? You're right. I'm not going to fly to see your your ugly ass at your wedding. I'm going to send you a check. (laughs) Right, right. And 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 there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing whatsoever. So I, I sent this young man a, a check in the mail, and he sent me a thank you note. And one thing I will say about this thank you note, I had to wear my glasses to read his handwriting because it is so small. I mean, like maybe two centimeters high, but I won't read the first part, but he says, Also, congrats on one year of podcasts. My dad really enjoys doing them, and they are pretty entertaining. Well, I gotta take a little offense to that. Pretty entertaining? Come on, Dylan. They're <laughs> super entertaining. Uh, no, I mean, I, I'll take any credit I can get. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I hope you and my dad continue to do the podcast for many more years. Well, thank you, Dylan. I, I appreciate that. Would you care to share what what my note said to him? What I. What, well, I don't have it in front of me. It's something uh, about, you know, it's like with your the, wife something and your something. I think I said with your dad's. Um, Big cock. <laughs> with your dad's school skills and your mom's common sense, you'll go very far in life. Yeah, it was something that was fucking me over. 
<laughs> yes, yeah. I did the best I could. Yeah. No, and, and, you know, it was one of those things where it's just like when you are, you're getting married and you have to pick the people you're sending invitations to. And it's like, okay, there's no fucking way these, this person is coming to that. Right. And honestly, outside of the podcast, I don't know if you would have gotten sent because why, why would you? I mean, you're, you're my buddy, but still. Yeah. You know, but yeah. I talk I to you I, more than I talk to my wife. So I, I, I guess I have I to. Mean, <laughs> I got, I got those same, you know, give me money certificates in the mail from people that I have not talked to in years. And it's just like, I, I, I've never, I've never met your child. Well, I've never met your child, but I talk to you a lot. So it's different. Yeah. No. And, and you see that where with uh, a lot of things where, especially like your, your neighborhood, you have a neighborhood and somebody that lives four houses down from you, their kid graduates and, Oh, this is a $50 fucking bill for me. Right. <laughs> And it's like, I don't know. I barely know you. I I don't know your kid. He never cut my fucking grass. Yeah. So, no, I I, I understand where you're coming from. So. I, I got to pee really bad. <laughs> okay. Sorry, man. I, I'm doing the shuffle here. Okay. I'll be right fine. back. You know, normally I would cut this out, but I was like, my back teeth were totally floating. I'm like looking at what we have left <laughs> on the list. It's like, uh, can I get through this before I have to pee? So I, I actually appreciate that. But uh, you mentioned to me before we started back here the the Bucks NBA Finals. So is uh, Doug left? W- w- where did Doug go? Why has Doug gone away? Doug's reconnecting. Doug yep. is now back. I'm back. <laughs> you hit the wrong button. No, I didn't do anything. No, you. It said Doug has left. No, I didn't. Well, I did. I I had to disconnect. Okay. Are we still recording? Yes, we are still recording. Really? The Bucks have made the NBA Finals. Yes. And the Brewers have won their 11th straight game, second best in team history. Oh, fuck. I had something, too. And it, it came to me when I was peeing in the break, and I don't remember oh. what it was. Okay. Um. So I, I think we got um, – you have anything else for Listener Reaction Roundup? No, that, that was it. I'm so excited. Next week's movie has been mentioned on the podcast multiple times. Really? But uh, I had multiple paths to get there, but I took the shortest one. Uh, John Goodman plays Coach Harris in Revenge of the Nerds. He plays King Ralph in King Ralph mm-hmm. from 1991. Julian Glover plays King Gustav in that movie. He plays Christados in next week's film. Julian Glover. Who's Julian Glover? Oh, you know Julian Glover. Christados. Christados. I don't know. Uh... I'll, I'll give you a hint. He is the person who presented um, Indiana Jones with the rubbing from half of the thing that took him to the path of the Holy Grail in Last Crusade. Okay, and who does he play in next week's movie? Christados. 
Well, I also know he plays General Greer's in Empire Strikes Back. Yes. <sighs> uh, I'll, I'll give you a, a hint. Um, a song that you will recognize actually has a Beatles connotation to it. Still. Okay, I'll give you one last hint. Okay. Oh, oh, are we, we're doing, we're doing, we're doing for your eyes only. Oh, that's on my list. That's on my list. It was going to be the one James Bond movie I was going to pick. I'm doing a little dance right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yes, next week we are doing uh, James Bond, the first, the only James Bond we will do in For Your Eyes Only. Mm, that's like the only, that's the first, very first James Bond movie I ever saw from beginning to end. It's probably the first one I saw in the theater. Okay. But I had actually rewatched it about a year ago. Mm-hmm. And it is not well reviewed. Really? And we've talked about Bond multiple times, and we've talked about who's your Bond, blah, 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 blah. I prefer Roger Moore over uh, Sean Connery, which I realize makes me a fucking heathen. No, I I prefer Roger Moore over Sean Connery. Yes. But I think that... uh, what, what is the one that uh, Lazenby did? Is that... Uh, it's not Under Majesty's Secret Service. Is that, what is yeah. it? Is it? Yeah. yeah. And it, it's weird because For Your Eyes Only almost seems like it starts after the Lazenby film, even though it's like four films later. There are so many different locations in this film. Oh, yeah. And it, it's... it's all, I mean, it's all over the place. Well, you know what? What are we talking about it now? Let's wait till next week. But it's all about Greece, you know, so it's all about ass play. So I'm there. Yes, lots of ass play. Lots of ass play. All right. So uh, go ahead and bring us home. Okay. So, hey, I, Matt, you're aware that we're recording this on July 3rd. Wait, wait. Oh, no, shit. That's the wrong one. Where's, oh, it's this one. <laughs> Sorry. Um, never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> what the fuck? You're like my wife. She'll be like, honey. I'm like, yeah. Uh, like, never mind. Never, never mind. I'm like, no, 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 no. Now you got to tell me. Now you've got to tell me. What? What? I'm, I'm seven drink, drinks in here, Doug. <laughs> I'm four. I'm four beers in. That's why I just did a, a James Bond dance. Well, well, you saw I, I was correct. It was a Chi Chi's drink. Uh huh. Yes. So I wasn't lying. See, no lies okay. on this podcast. It's all truth. No lies, no <laughs> lies, all truths. Is that what you wanted to tell me? <laughs> no, I can't remember what it was. Oh, what the fuck, man. Okay, hey, so you know we're recording this on July third. Tomorrow is America's birthday, right? Yes. Okay, leave cookies out so Captain America will leave presents under your bed tomorrow morning. No, I heard you have to leave um, firearms and charcoal so Kid Rock will leave you fireworks. <laughs> okay, awesome. Kid Rock. That guy sucks. Oh, come on. No, he's good. He's good. My name is Matt Bach. Yeah, it's awesome. You can substitute Matt Bach with Kid Rock. It's awesome. Okay. Hey, thanks everybody for listening. We really appreciate it. Matt's seven drinks in. He's a little wasted. As am I, four beers. I'm not used to drinking four beers. I'm a bourbon man. But four beers in, 
can't remember the last time I had four beers on a podcast. I cannot remember the last time we went over three hours. It's been well. This was revenge. Of, this was revenge of the nerds. This was this was like a very special episode of Betamax Rewind with Matt and Doug. Were you really going to do for for your eyes only? Yes, it's I'm, on my list. I'm disappointed. I, I have purposely tried to avoid things that I thought you would pick. Yeah, no, that's that that is. I've got a list on my computer of drama, action, science fiction, and that was in my action slot. Okay, so at so least you won't bitch now about I, this one. Now I don't have to do No, I'm very excited to do For Your Eyes Only. Unfortunately, um, it, it went off of Amazon. It was on Amazon for the longest time. All the James Bond movies were on Amazon. Yeah, and they're not anymore. All that's left on there is uh, the the new ones. Casino Royale and really? all, all the Daniel Craig ones. None of the other okay. ones are on Amazon Prime anymore. Okay. Yeah, I loved this movie as a kid. There's oh, so yeah, many so good, did I. There are so many good James Bond things about it. So, anyway, I let's let's try this again. <laughs> hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. You want to do a favor for the podcast? Tell one person. That's it. Just tell one person. Hey, try these guys out. That would be great. Um, you want to reach out to us on email, which nobody does. <laughs> uh, BetamaxRewind at Yahoo.com. You start offering us. prizes again. <laughs> we should offer prizes. Although the only person who uh, got that prize, which I still have not sent out to him. That's why, and I, maybe. And I apologize to him. Um, was friend of the show Ricky. Uh, like us on Facebook. We're on Facebook. Betamax Rewind with Matt and Doug. We really appreciate you being here. Is that it? You're that's just it. Done. That's, that's all I got, man. Wait, okay, once again, all... uh, big thank you to uh, Cats Got Style on Reddit for our intro tonight. And uh, we will see you next week for the James Bond 1981 classic for your eyes only. We're doing James Bond. Really, this is the only James Bond that we can do. One. Yep. Really, it's it, James Bond is not up there with Star Trek or. Indiana okay, Jones look at the James Bonds. Look at the Bond films that are in the 80s. There's really not shit out there. What about for the Living Daylights? That's uh, 90. No, it's not. Living Daylights? Uh, so I will, it goes... Uh, Matt, I will argue, I will fight you to the death that Living Daylights is not in the 90s. To the death! Really? You, you will yes. fight me to the death that the Living Daylights is not in the 90s. Yes. So Goldeneye was the first uh, Brosnan, Brosnan James Bond, right? Yes. Yeah. And that came out on the, the N- Nintendo 64. That was like the big thing, right? Uh-huh. That was like the huge like game thing. Oh fuck! It came out in nineteen eighty-seven. Oh, Living Daylights. Oh, that's that's not a Brosnan. That's a so that's Timothy. That's Dalton. I love Dalton. Dalton is my favorite Bond. That's I love I. Well, okay, there you're wrong. You're wrong, but I do like the Living Daylights. No, I I would totally Living Daylights is like I don't know who she was, but I scared the Living Daylights out of her. That's a fucking awesome movie. Is that uh, Olivia Diablo? Diablo. Yeah, yeah she's like the the chick from Wonder Years. That was her sister. Well, whatever. She was in Playboy, so it's all good. Uh-huh. All okay. right. <laughs>
Okay, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah, you have like a like a you know adios. I or... need no, it's it's late. I need to crack one more beer so I can have a heater or two. <laughs> it's later. See you, everybody. Yeah. <laughs>